You're listening to TechSags Radio via podcast, thanks to the 12th Man Foundation. Oh, you know what I love? Sports. I love sports. Sports, 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 sports. When it comes to Texas A&M. Where are you getting this information? Let me tell you. Welcome to TechSags. I need to talk a little sports with you, Ags. David Nunez here with TechSags Radio. Billy Lucci here on TechSags Radio. Olin Buchanan. Holy smokes, he made that catch. And I was like, we're going to go win this freaking game. The best way for us to win is to do it together. Do you realize everybody knows who you are right now? I think we're coming into this year with a new confidence. Schools are like, we're freaking Texas A&M, man. Like, that's about as pretty a throw-catch combo as there is. I saw the safety roll, the slot fade. I knew where I needed to put the ball. You had no other option but one hand at that yeah, point. Yeah, man, 50-50 ball, I got to come down with You know, if I'm betting on anybody, it's the Aggies. Well, happy Thanksgiving, everyone. I hope you had a great Thanksgiving. Welcome into TechSags Radio. It is the uh, LSU weekend game. Our uh, our crew's out there. We'll talk about that here in a moment. Uh, and how about Aggie basketball? A big win yesterday. They got a win early, the, or they got a game, hopefully a win, uh, early this morning. We're going to break it down. One thing I can guarantee you about this Aggie basketball team, they're going to adjust uh, to whatever team that they're playing, that game plan offense we talk about in football. Buzz has got that mastered to a, to a T there when it comes to basketball. If you're taking on a team uh, that's a hot three-point shooting team, they're going to adjust. Uh, if you got a team that forces a bunch of turnovers, Buzz and company are going to adjust. And that was Penn State. They they force a lot of turnovers. If a team's good in the paint, they're going to have to adjust. And that's what we might see here in a little bit as they take on Florida Atlantic, a team that can shoot the three ball and a team that can absolutely take it in the paint. Uh, Henry Coleman, Boots Radford, Wade Taylor combining for almost 49 points a game. That trio right there, 48.8. Um, which is 67% of the team's offense. They have been fantastic. Tyrese uh, Radford averaging 15.2. You got Wade Taylor leading the way at 18.2. And Henry Coleman, double-double machine, didn't have one yesterday, but looked phenomenal, 15.4. Uh, as I mentioned, what Florida Atlantic does well is that uh, they got the seven-one uh, big man Golden, who was really big for them in the NCAA tournament last year. He uh, he is phenomenal. He can he leads the team in scoring. The team overall shoots forty-two percent. The biggest challenge of the year so far, but A uh, and M does adapt to whatever they need to do, and we'll see how that goes here in a few short hours. It is Texags Radio presented by David Gardner's Jewelers here in the Rollo Insurance Studio. Today is Friday, November 24th, 2023, and it is the Go Hour, presented by The Warehouse at CC Creations. Let's go straight to the Brian Foley Law Hotline. That's where we find Olin Buchanan, our Heisman Trophy voter, columnist extraordinaire, who's here with us. And also, are you on the phone? Or are, Okay, he, he is on the phone, but he's here in front of me. Hello, Olin. Good morning, sir. Why am I not hearing Olin? I mean, there you are. There you are. Oh, here I am. So, yeah, um, shooter uh, causes new problems. All good, man. All good. Uh, how's Baton Rouge treating you? Uh, it's been nice. You know, I mean, the weather's not too bad. Um, had a nice Thanksgiving yesterday. I trust y'all did too. Um, so everything, you know, everything's good. Hopefully, it'll treat me even better. 
tomorrow when uh, when the Aggies come in and pull off yet another upset. Well, let's uh, run our mouths for a little bit with three things we want to see brought to you by the Brazos Running Company, your local Aggie-owned specialty running <laughs> store, where you can find Brooks on Hoka Shoes located at the Century Square below the Star Cinema Grill in College Station. Obi, you want me to start things off, or do you got it? No, go ahead. All right. First thing I want to see, and you're going to like this one, Obi, I want to see a four-man front more often than not, right? A four-man front that will live and die with attacking, blitzing, and making life very hard for Jaden Daniels. Uh, I don't necessarily need more help in the back. I need more help attacking the quarterback, making life hard for him, because I think even when you've put uh, defenders back there, they have struggled in that situation. So I say just give them blitzes and just make life living hell for Jaden Daniels and that offense. That's the first thing I want to see. I want to see a, ru- a run game. Borrow from the game plan that we saw last year. Um, don't have Devon A-Chain, but I want to see them attacking them with a the run game and obviously opening it up with the pass. But if you can establish the run early on, I think it's going to help out. And how about this? A non-offensive score. I don't care if it's from the defense. I don't care if it's kick return, punt return. Get me a non-offensive score. You need to keep up with scoring with LSU. Uh, who was it? Peter Burns told me two days ago they've, they at one point they had scored on 15 straight possessions. This offense is high-powered, uh, so let's get a non-offensive score to help out the A&M offense uh ob yeah well all of the above and uh i would say uh i want to see a&m Peyton daniels in the pocket with that pass rush uh, uh if they can't get him to stack him at least keep him in the pocket where he can't scramble and make i, mean, I know he's having a great year throwing the ball but i don't want him uh i don't want him to be able to beat you on big play scrambling. So uh, keep you in the pocket, have a spy ready, and then offensively um, efficient. It's not a great defense you're facing. Be efficient. Don't uh, create turnovers. Um, get the ball out of the – you know, these are a lot of things, but they all fall into one category of efficiency. Uh, get the ball out of uh, uh, Jalen Henderson's hands – Quickly, because we saw last week, you give him time and he can make big plays, right? right. Um, we saw it the week before. Give him time, he can make big plays with his receivers. Well, um, give him time, and there's big plays to be made against that LSU secondary. Man, this one here, OB, like, do you get a sense for how important it is to the LSU crowd? Is I asked uh, Matt Moscone, he's like, you know, it's just, I, I forget how he phrased it, but it was not like, it's not like they had this revenge factor in their mind, but I would assume the fans probably do. Uh, you know, I think um, in my history of following uh, LSU games, whether it be against A&M or anybody else, um, they treat everybody the same that comes into uh, Baton Rouge, you know, like crap. Uh, so... You know, to, to me, the revenge factor thing is almost always overblown. Almost. I know that seven, after that 74-72 A&M 7 overtime victory, that was a different thing because in their strange way of thinking, they had somehow gotten cheated even though every call was shown to be correct. Uh, but beyond that, I think they want to win because it's the next game to win. And, and I guess there's a certain rivalry with A&M, even though most LSU fans will tell you that they look at Alabama 
And the old timers look at Ole Miss, you know, first as the team they want to beat first. But yeah, I'm sure that there's a uh, somewhat of a rivalry factor there. But you know, it's the last game. It's the last home game for their seniors. Just like you know, all those things. Um, and to get the best bowl game possible, I think still on track for a ten win season. So they've got a lot of reasons to play beyond the fact that they lost last year. A mistake. I, you, you know what I think the, the number one motivational factor for LSU is that they're playing to win the Heisman Trophy for Jaden Daniels. That's true. That's true. And that at A&M has a great opportunity to play spoiler in that. Um, that That is something that, look, he, he he's not the same quarterback he was last year. Uh, he's been excellent this year. He was really good last year, but he's taken his game to new heights. But A&M did have his number in that last game. Uh, yeah, you know, and it was uh, uh, the big fumble that Adrian, uh, yeah, that Adrian Cooper caused when Damani Richardson picked up that, and it was on him, and it changed it, completely changed the trajectory of that football game. Now, one of the reasons I suspect that he's better this year is uh, his offensive tackles are now proven sophomores instead of true freshmen playing there, so he's probably getting better protection. His receivers have gotten better as well, but there's no doubt that he's raised his game, and like you said, he's a much better quarterback than he was last year, and right now, I do believe he should be the uh, the, the the prohibited leader in, uh, in the Heisman Trophy race, and if he can go out, and, and this is the way LSU's going to look at it, if he can go out and have a big game against the number eight defense, I think that's what a still is, the number eight ranked defense in the country, well, that just adds to an already... Uh, just strong case that, that he should get it over uh, Bo Nix or uh, Michael Penn. What happens if A&M completely shuts him down? He has modest numbers. Does he Does he lose to Heisman this weekend? He could. Uh, you know, I remember covering a uh, Big 12 championship game where the, the, the Heisman was, was Colt McCoy. And uh, the Commandant Sue just came in there and mugged him and took it away. Now, he didn't keep it, but he took it away from him. So A&M could go over there and just take it away. Could come over here and just take it away from from Jaden Daniels. Not a doubt. If he, especially if he has a pedestrian game or if they lose and he plays poorly. Or even if, they, if he plays well and they lose. Uh, if you combine that with Bo Nix or uh, Michael Penning, Playing well down, you know, because they got two games to play. And if, if then yeah, he, he could absolutely lose it. A and M could take it away. Ob, let's do a little pick six, shall we? Because you actually had a pretty good week, my friend. Uh, according to Week Twelve yeah. results, yeah, um, you didn't have. There, there was one guy who did better than everybody. I won't mention who that is. But Ob, you were second on the week tie with Steve McKinney. You went four and two. I'm sure our audience is uh, captivated by the the season standings. Uh, you are currently tied for fourth, but you're at 500 at 36 and 36. Only three games off first place, Steve McKinney at 39 and 33. Let me guess who had the big week last week. Could it be uh, Nuno? Uh, let me check. I don't know. That's let me see. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I didn't see the name yeah. there. Yeah, David Nuno, <laughs> five and one. Huh, interesting. That's, you know... I didn't know. I just saw standings. Hey, you know what? Give, give credit where credit is due. I am currently in second place for the t- total standings at 38 and 34. So, um, Steve McKinney, I think Steve won it last year. This guy's really good at picking games. <laughs> 
Yeah, well, you know, he, he played at a high level, so he has he probably has a little extra knowledge that he's, we don't have. He's got a little bit of it. Let's get into the games this week. We're going to go to the uh, Angry Elephant News and Social Center where we find Hannah. Hello, Hannah. Good morning. Good morning. I usually like, I kind of switched up the order because OB's not here. I usually go say hi to Nick. Then I go to you. It's just, it's all kind of confusing this morning. So we'll, let's just do the pick six. We're a little bit of everywhere. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So first up, we have number 11, Oregon State at number six, Oregon. Oregon is favored by 13 and a half. Olin? Um, that's a big number in a rivalry game against a pretty good opponent. So I'm going to take Oregon State. Give me 13 and a half points. I'm, I'm agreeing with you there. I think Oregon State will keep it closer. <laughs> uh, that big number scares me away. Uh, I think Oregon can uh, absolutely do it at home. But uh, I, I, Oregon State has had such a nice year. I don't see them... I mean, they're going to lose back-to-back games, but they're not a back-to-back game losing kind of team this year. So they're going to make it tight, and I agree with you on the rivalry. So I'm going Oregon State as well. All right. Sounds good. Another big one coming up, number two, Ohio State, and number three, Michigan. Michigan's favored by three and a half. OB? I guess I'm an underdog this week because I see this as a really – Tight game. Maybe Michigan was looking ahead last week in that close game. Well, they played Maryland. That was really close. Uh, maybe they were looking ahead, or maybe they're just starting to show some some wear uh, with the whole uh, scandal and Harbaugh not being on the sidelines. So I'm going to say, give me Ohio State three and a half points. I'll take those points. You're going to take those points. I'm taking Michigan. Part of me believes that. Ohio State's been more battle-tested, so it makes it difficult for me to go with Michigan. The thing I do know about Michigan is this is basically the same group as last year. So I don't need them to be that battle-tested this year, knowing what they've done over the last couple of seasons. Uh, home game, they seem to be playing for their head coach, you know, whatever mantra you want to use there. Uh, I think Michigan's going to win by a touchdown, so I take Michigan. No, I hope you're right. You hope I'm right. Thank you. I, I appreciate you hoping that yeah. I'm right. It'll be interesting. Because I actually like Michigan over Ohio State, but if I was putting money on this game, I think I would go with. I think I would take the point. Uh, by the way, if Michigan does win, I wonder what that's going to do for the Ryan Day stuff. I'm not saying at Texas A&M, but just in general, does uh, do people want to run him out of town? Does he want to leave? Only uh, Ryan Day knows for sure. That's right. Let's continue moving through the day, Hannah. Moving on, number eight, Alabama at Auburn. Alabama's favored by 14 and a half. Big number will be again. Rivalry game. Yeah, yeah, Alabama. And she can't beat. Uh, how bad did they lose to New Mexico State? Auburn, like 21 or something like that. Maybe it's worse than that. So, yeah, I, I got to go with Alabama. Auburn, you can't lose to New Mexico State and, and, and then get picked the next week. So, I'm going to take Alabama and get those points. I think I'm going to go Auburn. I think I'm going to go Auburn. Yeah, Bama's going to win. That's a big number coming off a bad loss. I think, yeah, I I might regret this, and then I'm, you know, in last place after having such a great week, but I I think I'm going to go. I'm just doing it. Auburn. Okay. Hannah? I admire your fortitude. Thank you, sir. I I admire your sweater. Next up, you have number five, Florida State at Florida. Florida State's favored by six and a half. The battle of the backup quarterbacks, OB. 
Yeah, you know, the thing is, Florida State still has a pretty good defense. Florida does not. Florida State has some big play receivers that their uh, backup quarterback could probably just chunk it up there and let them go get it. Florida has some nice receivers. I like uh, Pearsall, but other than that, no, I think I'm going to I think I'm going to stick with Florida State and get those points. I am going to stay with you here. We're in agreement. Uh, I'm going Florida State as well. I don't know if they get into the playoffs because I don't know what's going to happen in the uh, ACC championship game. And that's going to be a t- much harder task taking on Louisville. I think against Florida, a team that could get bowl eligible. I don't think they do. I'm going Florida State. All right. Sounds good. Number 25. I'm sorry. Let's go back to Hannah. There was a pause. <laughs> it's hard with OB not being here because normally I'm like looking at him and we like have like, you know, facial cues. But we're just, he's on a screen over here. Everybody's everywhere. But next up we're we have here. number. We're there. We're everywhere. We're here. They're everywhere. Kind of like all of these picks. All right. Next up, number 25, that Clemson. <laughs> South Carolina. We have Clemson favored by seven and a half. OB, I'm struggling with this one. I'm not Clemson. Clemson's playing good football right now. They are playing good football. And and uh, I think last week, Kentucky just played worse than South Carolina did. Kentucky had three turnovers or they, lose, or they win that game. So uh, Clemson's playing some pretty good football. They figured some things out. They're still not as explosive as they usually are, but that uh, South Carolina defense is, is, is not good. And uh, outside of uh, Xavier Leggett, I don't or Leggett, however he says his name, I just uh, don't see it for South Carolina. So I will take the Clemson Tigers. And if you want to talk about a you know a revenge factor, you know. South Carolina lost that game last year. To, I'm, I'm sorry, Clemson lost that game to South Carolina for the first time in a decade. So um, uh, I think you're going to see a better Clemson team and highly motivated, and they will win. And they will cover, I think. I'm going to agree with you. I'm struggling with it because I just I haven't completely bought into the resurgence of Clemson. Just the early parts of the season are still fresh in my mind. But I agree with a lot of things that you're saying. South Carolina, it's, it is a difficult place to play. We saw it last year. I'm still going to go Clemson um, by the seven and a half. All right. Miss Hannah? Then last but not least, we have Texas A&M at number 15, LSU. LSU is favored by 11 and a half. Olin Buchanan, please tell me what you're thinking here in this an 11 and a half game. Uh, Aggies, please forgive me. I do not pick the way I want the game to go. The way I pick the way I think it's going to go, and I think I have to give. I think I would if if I was in Vegas to pick, put my own hard earned money on this. I think I would take LSU and give the point, even though a lot of the uh, indicators tell me that this could be a, a close game. The fact that A and M is down to a third string quarterback going against the Heisman Trophy candidate quarterback, um, and Gosh, those receivers are so good. And A&M's pass defense against good passing teams has been exposed on occasion. So as much as I don't want to do it, I think I have to take LSU and give the point. So you think they lose by double digits? Is it going to be a blowout? If I was betting, well, double digits would be a blowout. I don't think it's going to be like 2019 Joe Burrow type blowout. But, uh, and I want to be wrong. But uh, just based on what I've seen, when I saw A&M's pass defense against Miami and Alabama, and uh, I know they had guys out, but against Ole Miss, 
And I'm thinking, how are they going to be better against LSU? Yeah. Now, I'm kind of with you though. If you if they if I know that uh, that DJ Durkin's just going to say, hey, eight guys, it, it's not going to help. What's going to help my defensive back is coming at Daniels and trying to just keep him constantly under pressure. Then I might have to rethink that. But I've not seen anything uh, consistently from DJ Durkin that would indicate to me that that's the the, the plan of attack he'll have. Pastor Jimmy's going to send you a mean tweet, man. I, I I had a similar thought a couple weeks back against Tennessee. He he thought I was a two percenter. I'm actually going to pick A and M. I don't think they're going to win. <laughs> Sorry, guys, because uh, they have. I have this philosophy when it comes to this this these picks. Until A and M wins on the road, I'm not picking them to win on the road. Oh yeah, that's another factor. So that being said, I know they lost by double digits to Miami, but outside of that. These games all come close. Everybody thought they were going to get blown out by Ole Miss. They didn't. It almost happened. <laughs> it started that way. But A&M has this ability to keep games close, and you're like, hey, they got a chance. I don't think they lose by the 11 and a half. Uh, I'd love to pick them to win, but I think they're going to keep it within that. Um, maybe they lose by 10, but I don't I don't think they, they lose by 11 and a half. Well, I hope they pull off the upset. And uh, quite frankly, let's just remember, nobody was expecting A and M to win last year and they and they blew LSU out. Coming off a so bad game against UMass too. Right. But I'm just saying if I have to um be honest with, with myself the way I'm thinking, you know, when I look at the data of the, the game and what the in the matchup, that's just the way I I uh, uh look I try to be what's what objective and uh, in analysis, and my objective analysis leads me to believe that LSU covers. All right, let's do this. Let's hit a break. We'll come back with our matchups, and uh, a little bit after that, hop enjoying sunny Florida. I think it's sunny right now. I'm assuming it is sunny in Orlando. We'll talk to Hop, who's covering the so. uh, basketball team. You think so too? Yeah, it's almost always the Sunshine State. Sunshine State. Hey, by the way, uh, I think you're probably having an amazing time because you're close to your son, right? Quinn's there. You're getting the family mm-hmm. time. Yeah, well, but if there was one strike against you, one, I'm closer mm-hmm. to Fargo's than you are. You absolutely are. You know, I kept always hearing what a great food city Baton Rouge is. Well, I think it's a little bit overrated, but you know what's not overrated is Fargo's. Fargo is, if anything, it's still underrated because I can't, I can't gush enough about it. And, and today, you know, today's taste Friday. Yep. So if you've had enough that turkey and dressing, and you know, if you have any certain beliefs that would tell you to eat fish today, well, you can go to Fargo's and get the four C's. You can get your catfish, your cold sauce, some corn, and some crunchy hush puppies. You can't go wrong there. By the way, they've been a part of this community for 22 years, at least 22 years. Football weekends, office parties, wedding, anniversaries, you name it. Fargo, 1701 South Texas Avenue in Bryan, without a doubt, the what? Uh, the greatest barbecue in uh, in Texas, which makes it the best in the world. By the way, it's their trademark. Well, yeah, but because it's true. It is true. It's true. Fargo's. Truism. Truism. Fargo's-ism. Nuno-isms, as Nick says. We'll say hi to Nick, too, on the other side. It's Tex-Ags Radio.
All right, we're back. Tech Sags Radio presented by David Gardner's Jewelers Rollo Insurance Studio. Go Hour presented by the warehouse at CC Creations. So we're going to switch them some things around. Hop's trying to get to the arena for some basketball. So let's go to the Brian Foley Law hotline where we find Hop, who's there in Orlando. OB's in Baton Rouge. I'm in College Station. I don't know if this show's ever done this kind of uh, star power all over the place. Uh, Hop, you're pointing at your headphones. Do you hear me? Good. That sounds like a no. It doesn't sound like I hear him. Time. Good morning, Hop. Here. Hey, how you doing? Good, oh, there you Good times. <laughs> hey, Hop, get us ready for this game, man. So uh, I'm doing a little research on Florida Atlantic. Obviously, I, I watched them in the NCAA tournament. They were a lot of fun to watch. I was rooting yeah. for them after A&M was, uh, was kicked out by Penn State. They're a team that's got a big, that can score, they can shoot the threes. Are they the same Florida Atlantic team that we saw at the end of last year? I think so. <laughs> you know, the uh, I watched the second half of that game because obviously we're doing the presser after our game. But uh, yeah, they've got uh, that Vladislav Golden seven one, who's coordinated for a seven one. Usually seven ones, you lick your chops because they're not be slow and and, and uh, you can take advantage of them. This this kid is is coordinated. He can uh, do all kinds of shots. Uh, I think the 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 key. For A&M, if you look yesterday, Henry Coleman, with his aggressiveness to the basket, he got uh, he got the, the big yesterday, the Wahab, in foul trouble. So if Henry could do the same thing and use his quickness, go to the basket, collect a few fouls, maybe you can get him on the bench and limit him to you know, 20, 22 minutes a game. If that's the case, I like A&M's chances, but, but they've got guards. And if you look, they, they've, um, they had like six guys in double figures. So their guards are interchangeable, and they can make shots anywhere on the court. Uh, John L. Davis and Elijah Martin are, are the the two guys that they are going to rely on the most. Both were co-player of the year preseason for the AAC. So uh, this is a loaded team, and you've got to wonder, how did they lose to Bryant? But I can t- promise you they're not going to play uh, at the same game they played against Bryant because this is for them. They need this game as much as A&M needs this game. This is a huge uh, net uh, win for them if they can get it, and so they're going to be up for this game. So if uh, they're not able to get Golden in foul trouble, how does the A&M adjust and win that game? Well, they're going to they're going to double team. They're going to make sure that uh, they're going to collapse and make sure that they're going to have two bodies on him anytime that he's you know, turning to go to the basket. What's that going to? That's the result is going to be. There's going to be somebody open from the outside. And in this case, Florida Atlantic has guys who can make shots from the outside. So it's going to be a challenge today. This is uh, this is one of the biggest non-conference games A&M has played in a long time. Hey, Hop, what what is different about Henry Coleman's game these first four games? He, he's always shown flashes of this, but this has been the most consistent he has played. And I'd also probably add the most physical I've seen him play. Yeah, I mean, it's incredible. I mean, for him... It's it's not just the points and it's not just the rebounds. If you look, you know he he had a tendency to commit some bad turnovers earlier in his career. I don't think he's had a turnover in three games, and he's making his free throw shots. He's hitting about eighty percent of his free throws. Uh, I asked him yesterday uh, after the game, what was it? What what has happened? And he said in the off season, he just. He goes, he told me it's a maturity thing. It's not a basketball thing because I had to learn to be a leader. And I knew that for this team to win, I had to lead. And so he's taken it upon himself to really take a, 
critical role. And yesterday, I thought, was one of the first times where they actually were looking for Coleman on the offensive end, feeding him in the middle and then letting him take that Wahab, that 6'11 kid who he's quicker, take him to the hole and get and get some critical fouls on him. Uh, it's just it's really amazing watching the evolution of uh, Henry this year. It's it's been I think it's been the biggest storyline so far this season. Hey, to win uh, like this, if you win a game like this, when um, maybe some of the matchup physically doesn't, doesn't look like it's going to go your way, it's uh, usually that means somebody that you're not expecting a lot from comes in and, and has a nice game, a big game. Who might that be, uh, would you guess? Uh, if A&M has like a fourth guy really step up and, and, and have a breakout game in a game like this, who, who would you guess? It's going to be somebody from the, the the typically the three spot. And for that, for us, that will be uh, Jace Carter or Hefner or Eli Lawrence. I think Jace Carter, you're starting to see his minutes start to slowly ramp up. And I think he's a guy, if you can get him some confidence from the outside, he's starting to drive to the basket. He's definitely a guy that I'm keeping my, that I'm really keeping an eye on. He could be that fourth guy that we're looking for. Pop, is it fair to say that even though Wade is leading the team in scoring, he he's got a different level he can reach this year. Like his his shooting at at times hasn't been great. He was pretty clutch yesterday, but just overall, does it feel like he can raise his game to a different level? Well, there's no question in critical times, and you saw it yesterday. Critical times that uh, he just makes the 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 circus play, the you know the fade away as he's fallen, no look off the glass. A bounce passes between legs to to get an assist, but I do think uh, what Wade needs to do uh, playing a game like today, and we get into SEC play, these tougher games, A and M's not going to be able to win those games strictly on out rebounding uh, the, the opponent and keeping their turnovers down. They are going to need to shoot better, and so that's where Wade uh, he needs to. I think it's an issue of sh- shot selection from the outside. I think sometimes he pulls the trigger too quickly. Uh, you know, he's taken some threes that are really long. Uh, he's not set, and there's 15 seconds on the shot clock. Uh, I understand that uh, everybody says let Wade be Wade, but Wade needs to come to the realization there are times where you have to pass up that shot and find a better shot on the court for the team. How much of uh... How much use do you think that they'll get out of Wildenville back in this one? Um, <laughs> it, I think it just depends on Wilden. The tallest I, I guy. Think, uh, he's, he's the tallest guy, but he's not the quickest guy. And this defense is predicated on being quick. And I think that's one area where they're trying to improve. And I've seen some slight improvement since uh, you know game one or two, but it's still, still – if he's not over, if he's not able to be quick enough on the on the help side, quick enough to go to the boards, he's just a guy that uh, I think that you know they, they have more confidence in Anderson Garcia coming in and being that person, even though he's five or six inches shorter. All right, Hop. Uh, last thing for you: Penn State, Florida Atlantic. The back of my mind, both of those teams still are the teams from last year. You already said Florida Atlantic is. This is a completely different Penn State roster. So the way you look at it, when the season plays out, how big of a win is that Penn State win going to be when it's all said and done? Well, eventually the numbers will tell us that with with the net. But I, I was very surprised at Penn State. I thought their guards 
uh, Baldwin and uh, the other uh, uh, Clary. I thought and Clary was the the, the kid that uh, the coach brought over from VCU. I thought they in the second half they realized they were quicker than A and M, and they took it to the hole. And they and they scored at one point in time. They scored on six consecutive possessions. And if it wasn't for Henry Coleman in his back-to-back uh, three-point plays and what Henry did, that could have been a really dicey game yesterday. Bob, good stuff, man. Enjoy the game. Uh, hopefully, we get a victory. We'll be watching your reports afterward. All right, y'all have a good one. Thank you very much. There, hop on the Brian Foley Law Hotline. Uh, oh, we just lost OB. We're gonna have to call him again. Um, apologize to that. I was trying to hang up with Hop, but we'll we'll get OB on the line here in a moment. Right now, we're talking about Heritage Films. That is a, a great company to do documentary films. So right now, it's family time, right? Many of you are home watching the show on the Roku app or on the CW or listening on The Zone, on YouTube, wherever you may be. And you got family all around. Like you spent some family time. You're very thankful for family time. Well, you should consider like telling your family's story. Imagine next Thanksgiving, right? Having Chance McLean there to kind of interview everybody who's there and uh, just doing that. To me, that would be an awesome thing to do for your family out there because you get to kind of tell your family story and that story is preserved for years on end right so like my pops we were having thanksgiving dinner with him and my mom yesterday right uh he's 93 right and i hope he's here another 50 years i do and and, you know but nobody is guaranteed tomorrow so getting these stories saved for your kids and their kids and then later their kids to have the family story there on video is fantastic so make sure that uh you check out heritage films the website is yourheritagefilm.com yourheritagefilm.com 713-893-8341, 713-893-8341, 713-893-8341. It is Texags Radio. We are presented by David Gardner's Jewelers. We are here in the Rollo Insurance Studio. It is the Go Hour presented by the warehouse at CC Creations. And uh, I'm drink, drinking myself some Texags coffee. Beat the hell out of the morning by going to texags.com slash coffee. Let's give away some coffee, OB. Let's think of a number. What's the number uh, for the t- people who text in at 979-693-1150, text X coffee. We're going to try to give away a, a thing of coffee. Number six in uh, in tribute to Devon A-Chain leading that upset over LSU last year. Number six. Please text in text X coffee. The sixth texter at 979-693-1150 will get themselves a free batch of Texax coffee. By the way, OB, I feel very bad. We have not checked in with Nick Savage. The guy's been so busy working. He's got people in Florida, Baton Rouge, studio. Let's say hi to big old Nick. Nick, good morning, buddy. That's the first time I think you've ever called me big. So I appreciate it. But thanks, <laughs> I'm not yeah. the only one, buddy. <laughs> I, I think most people are saying little Nick. Yeah, I, I, I've been very busy figuring all this this out, but we made it work. So uh, I'm happy about that. It's really lonely back here, by the way. Um, I guess I should show you, me, you know, back here. But again, all these different locations makes it difficult. But yeah, back here in the fishbowl, just me, no one else. So it's okay. But I had a, did y'all have a good Thanksgiving? Thanks for asking, buddy. I I did. I did have a very nice Thanksgiving. Good. Love being with uh, my in-laws family. And of course, my my parents and my brother, we went to his house. It It was a great time. The part I don't like is leaving Houston at 9.33, getting home around almost Goodness, 11. man. Yeah, I know. Like, you know me, I go to bed at 9. I dipped at like 6. Well, I like my family. 
What? Okay. <laughs> Great. Now, now I'm in trouble. Thank you, David. I think your mom's listening too. All right, let's uh, let's do a little paying of the bills right here. It is now time for OB's matchups. Brought to you by Bach Realty Group, brokered by Real, a full service residential real estate team run by former Texas radio host Gabe Bach and his wife Megan. Megan, Gabe, and their team ready to help you from luxury and new construction to farm and ranch and first time home buyers, investment properties, and much, much more. Let Bach. Realty Realty Group be the Aggies you trust for all of your real estate needs. All right, you know it's real when Ob puts the glasses on. Ob, let's get into it, buddy. What are some of the uh, matchups? I got to read. (laughs) How about the uh, A&M passing game against the LSU secondary? A third string quarterback, Jalen Henderson, still only his third start, even though he's played pretty well, and he has really good receivers to work with. We know about Nas Smith. Moose Muhammad has a history of making big plays against LSU. You remember. just last year, the one-handed touchdown catch. Uh, overall, though, the A&M's passing game has been, you know, okay. Not great this year. Um, uh, but let's also acknowledge that lesser teams have fared well against LSU. Uh, the Tigers allowed Arkansas to pass for 289 yards and three touchdowns. And just last week, Georgia State passed for 217. So uh, LSU's ranked 12th in the SEC and pass defense to see if Texas A&M's passing game can uh, can take advantage of that. Uh, but buddy, they better take advantage of it. If I'm going to keep, you know, if they're going to keep pace with LSU, they better they better take advantage of it. What else? Yeah, well, in order to take advantage of it, we're going to look at that A&M pass protection against the LSU pass rush. You know, we talked about how if you give a uh, uh, Jalen Henderson time, you know, he's uh, shown that he can make big plays and, and there should be opportunities to make big plays. Uh, uh, you know, the offensive line play, well, let's be honest, it's been erratic, but it isn't always to blame. Sometimes you've had uh, running backs miss assignments too. Um, but the fact remains A&M gave up four sacks last year to Evelyn, I mean, last week, Evelyn Christian, and that's concerning. Uh, and, uh, I'm sorry, LSU's pass rush isn't what I'd call fierce. Things got 22 sacks. It's okay. Um, uh, and we all know that their pass rush starts with linebacker Harold Perkins. He leads them with five sacks and five quarterbacks pressure. So if you can account for Harold Perkins and uh, keep him from wreaking some havoc, I think the Aggies have a pretty good chance of, uh, of protecting uh, uh, Henderson and, and maybe making some of those big plays we're hoping for. God, I hope so. I really hope so. Yeah, so... But beyond the pass uh, protection, let's look at that A&M offensive lineman and the uh, LSU defensive front. Uh, you know, that A&M running game uh, was vital in that win last year, and it could be vital in uh, uh, A&M pulling off an upset again. You know, you got Ruben Owens with Le'Veon Moss and Amari Daniels. They're not as explosive as uh, as Devon A-Chain, but they can be effective. And that strong running game might be the, the key, uh, you know, because not only will you keep you know, be able to be productive and move the ball, but keep that LSU offense on the sidelines too. Uh, that A&M running game has been effective of late, 991 yards rushing the last uh, three games. That's the average. LSU's ranked 13th in the SEC in run defense, and only Vanderbilt has had more difficulty stopping the run. Six LSU opponents will rush for 148 yards or more. So, hey, if you can run the ball effectively, that'll also – slow down that pass rush. So that's another uh, area in which you really rely, uh, uh, depending on your uh, offensive line. And how about this, you know, on the other side of the ball, 
A&M linebacker Edrin Cooper versus LSU quarterback Jake Daniels. Cooper's having an All-American year. Daniels is the leading Heisman Trophy candidate. They're going to be big. They're going to be uh, you know high-profile guys in this game. Daniels is a threat on design runs. He can scramble. So from that linebacker position, Cooper's going to play a a, a big role in, in both. You know, on in just run defense and. Uh, probably as a spy to keep Daniels from scrambling and turning uh, busted plays on pass protection in the long game. And, and of course, we remember last year, we talked about earlier, Cooper stopped Daniels on his own where he forced a fumble with the Bonnie Richardson return for a touchdown that swung the momentum to A&M. Hey, look for Cooper to make it some more big plays. OB, I'm going to ask... And finally... Go ahead, I'm sorry. Yes, sir. No, 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 go. I was going to say, and finally... And finally, this is the one everybody knows about. It's the A&M secondary against the LSU receiver show. Yes, A&M is ranked second in the SEC in pass defense, but they've been in vulnerable times. We talked about Miami, Alabama, Ole Miss, all exceeded 300 yards passing against A&M. And, uh, yeah, I know sometimes, especially against Ole Miss, they haven't completely been healthy. We think Tyreek Chappelle and Deuce Harmon are, are back, and Josh DeBerry is day-to-day, according to, uh, to Coach Elijah Robinson. So. We'll see how that goes, but A&M needs to be at full strength against LSU. Yeah, no, LSU that, is no, no. third in the nation in passing offense. Average 343 yards per game. Of course, look at those receivers. Bailey Neighbors and Brian Thomas both have over 1,000 yards receiving. A&M has to find a way to at least, you, you know, what's the old line? You can't stop them. You can hope to contain them, so find a way to contain them. Obi, there's a part of me. Uh, answer this on the other side of the break, but like, do you buy this offense? Do you think this off the A and M offense? I'm asking. What we've seen the last month is that more who this offense is, or maybe more. It's just the team that we saw against Bama, the team we saw against Tennessee, and all those games leading up to it. What team is what offensively? Which team is this more like? We'll we'll get into that here uh, in a moment. Right now we're talking Caldwell Country Chevrolet Highway 21 in Caldwell online CaldwellCountryChevrolet.com. They've got great deals on their website. You go there. I was actually there just yesterday looking at the cars that they have on their lot right now. You can take a great look at all the vehicles. It is a, a place that you know you're going to get great customer service, a great price on a vehicle, and also a great trade-in value. You put that together, you're going to love it. And then afterwards, with a great customer service that comes with complimentary pickup for their service customers, you're going to be in a very good place, guys. Um, the, the staff is fantastic. The people are great. And again, the entire experience is going to make it worth uh, the drive. And it's not a far drive. We're talking about a 15-minute drive from the very edge, the very edge, that last little part of Brian, to the edge of Caldwell. Short conversation away, but you'll see the difference when you step on the lot and do business with the good people there at Caldwell Country Chevrolet. Highway 21 and Caldwell online. CaldwellCountryChevrolet.com. All right, Tech Sags Radio presented by Dale Gardner's Jewelers. Let me read this text real quick because it was about the, the question I asked OB. Four straight games with 30-plus po- uh, points from Chase and Houston. Who knows if that actually means anything, but maybe they know they can actually move the football and put it in the end zone right now. So I asked you, OB, do you buy this offense the last month, who had they have been scoring, you know, averaging 38 points in that stretch right there. Do you buy it? I do, and I'm really uh, intrigued about the game tomorrow because we do know that uh, LSU has some defensive issues, and I also think we're going to see more of the Bobby Petrino influence in the team since maybe early in the year because, let's face it, uh, he wasn't the, didn't have free reign on the offense. Uh, until last week, and he wasn't going to show a whole lot, I wouldn't think, against uh, uh, Abilene Christian. That said, there's only so much you can put in in a couple of weeks. 
So uh, I think it's going to be very intriguing. But the fact of the matter is, they put up what fifty-one against uh, Mississippi, Mississippi State. State. That Mississippi State defense is not—it's not bad. Mississippi State's a terrible team. The defense is better than LSU's, and I think that was pretty obvious last night. Uh, if you watched that Ole Miss Mississippi State game, uh, so I think that uh, I would expect be able to score in the 30s again. The issue is, can you keep LSU out of the 40s? Time to bank on it. Presented by Vera Bank. Authentic relationship-based making built for real life. Go see Joel Jackson and the team. Learn more at verabank.com. OB, what are you banking on? I'm banking on two. Count them. Two touchdown passes. Or I should say two touchdown receptions by Anaya Smith as he goes out in a blaze of glory. And I'd like to say maybe it's even... Leading an upset. Let's hope so. I'm banking on Edge Cooper forcing a turnover. Maybe a a strip sack, right, that leads to a defensive score. Why not? He can do it. He can do it. He's done it often. Great player. Let's hope hope he has a great game. OB, you told us earlier you do think LSU is going to win. But if A&M is able to come away with a victory, what what is going to be the key point? Uh, I think their 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 uh, uh, defense just had a great game, and they didn't give up too many big plays. They they, they kept that LSU offense, uh, maybe not in check, but they kept it from being overly explosive. Olin, thank you so much, buddy. Have a great time there with the fam, and enjoy the game. All right, that's Olin Buchanan there on the Brian Foley Law Hotline. When we come back on Texas Ag's Radio around Aggieland, my interview with the Craniac. And then at some point during the 9 o'clock hour, Billy Lavernius Lucci. That and more on Texax Radio. Welcome back in, everybody. Texax Radio presented by David Gardner's Jewelers Rollo Insurance Studio. If you want to call, um, you could probably do that. I mean, you don't have to. You can text us, too. However you want to communicate with the show, you can chat on YouTube. Uh, those of you watching on YouTube, thank you so much. Those of you watching on The Zone, or listening on The Zone, I should say, thank you very much. And of course, our friends at CW, appreciate you. If you do call in the show, though, we'll pick you up on the Brian Foley Law hotline. Good people can have a bad day. Call Brian Foley Law at 936-596-0407, serving Houston, the Woodlands, Conroe, and the Brazos Valley. You know what time it is? It's time for a round Aggieland. Uh, looking forward to another one of those great sessions. Presented by Norman G. State Bank. Norman G. State Bank, rock solid banking. The website, normangstatebank.com. We go back to the Angry Elephant. Sorry, I was going to say News and Social Center, but yeah, I guess that's what it is called. The it news is. News and Social Center. We're still in the Social Center. It's just around Aggieland time. Hannah Harrison, take it away. Well, right now around Aggieland, it is really, really quiet. It's still, we're still in the holiday season, so it almost has a weird feel, you know? But we have men's basketball. It's all the buzz right now. We, we should do more buzz jokes, David. I got I got that one. I actually, I it like went that. over my head. Thank yeah. you, Nick. I, it, went, it went above my head. It did. I, Men's basketball is all the buzz right now. With their 5-0 and record. They had their big win over Penn State going 89-77 to on Thursday. So they're going to hit the courts again today against FAU, who's number 19. They're ranked right now in Florida. Then we're going to go to women's basketball tonight. They're also going to be playing against Winthrop in California. They play at 430. They are also sitting pretty with a 3-1 and record. Everyone's just getting warmed up, getting ready for the season. Volleyball travels to Tuscaloosa to meet Alabama for the second time this season after dominating in three sets earlier in November. They're 16-11 and right now, but they're 6-4 and four away, so 
We love, an, we love a good away game, especially against Alabama. I know that Jamie Morrison has been preparing them for that. So we're looking forward to a win there. And, of course, football travels to Baton Rouge to play number 14 LSU tomorrow. They're playing at 11 and 0-3 on the road. But that doesn't mean anything. I think that with a little bit of, I guess, determination, I guess. I think that we need some determination to take a win on the road so we can just stop all the talk about the road games. But honestly, everybody's kind of in a in their holiday season spirit. And so I think there's a lot of things going on. Yeah. Hannah, that is a bunch. I mean, for a holiday season, got basketball playing on actual Thanksgiving Day and the day after, football weekend, volleyball. It's a big weekend. Let's go. Big weekend. All right, so uh, up to the second college football, the last episode of the year posted, I believe, yesterday. Maybe it was Wednesday. I don't know. It was posted in the last 24, 48 hours. If you haven't watched it, appreciate it. Wednesday. Wednesday, thank you, yeah. Nicholas. Appreciate you very much, sir. Uh, check it out. So part of my interview with uh, the Craniac, and I like Jake. He does a really good job. There's one part of the interview. Actually, it's more than one part, but there's one part that might annoy me. One part. I want you to listen, and I want you to text 979-693 or, or put on the YouTube chat. Um, 979-693-1150, I should finish the number. What you think annoyed me during the interview? If you can figure it out, I'll just say, good job. That's all I'll do. Here's the interview with the Craniac, Jake Crane. Our next guest is the J-Boy. We know him, Jake Crane here, host of the on the Daily Wire there, Crane and Company. What's going on, my man? How you been? Oh, man, been great. You know, it's this time of year, it's kind of bittersweet. We get all these great matchups. You know, the playoff picture's kind of taken fold. The coaching carousel begins, but it also means for the last week of the regular season of college football, man. I mean, it, it flies by. It always does. But I'm excited to eat some turkey this week. I can tell you that much. Hey, so is it still okay to call you the J-Boy? Because I know that was like... Uh, of course. All right, just making sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. I'll always be, always be J-Boy, you know, at, at, at heart. But I even got it on my uh, X or Twitter or whatever, whatever they're calling it this week uh, on my handle. So, of course, man. Well, let's get into it. How intrigued are you by this A&M coaching search and what the future could look like for a program that hasn't gotten it right? Well, you know, I'm, I'm very intrigued. I mean, you look at A&M, you look at the brand, right? You look at the resources. I've continued to say, regardless of, of what, you know, others on the outside think, that A&M has had everything to win at a high level except the right leader. And eventually, math tells you, just like I believe math tells you that there's aliens out there with the billions of stars and planets, Eventually, they're going to get it right. Now, there's a guy I have in mind. I think he probably, you would have heard maybe more about it, maybe not, uh, if they go get him. But at some point, A&M is going to hire the right guy who can be the the heart of the mega ranger. Because again, what does A&M not have, right? And uh, they have the resources, they have the facilities, they have the, the NIL, you have the tradition, you have the loyalty, you have the fan base, the home field atmosphere. It's just they need the right leader. And, and eventually, they're going to get it right. Will they do it this time? We'll see. So who do you think that right name is? You say you got an idea of one. Like, wh- who do you think makes sense? Pretty simple. Same reason why I'd take a guy in the transfer portal that I've watched tape on before over projecting a guy out of high school. It's Urban Meyer. Like, and you say that, people are like, oh, oh, Urban Meyer. Like, it's Kim Jong-un or something. Yet, I see him on Fox every Saturday on Big Noon Kickoff. Urban Meyer, I'm not saying he's the greatest person of all time. But I, I hate to tell everybody, there's a lot of people in this business that aren't exactly the greatest people of all time. There's a lot of coaches that have won who have not been the greatest people of all time. Everybody's not John Wooden. Sometimes you're Bob Knight. It works out like that. And when I look at a guy like Urban Meyer, you can sit here and project, hey, Lance Leipold's done a great job. Jeff Trailer's done a great job. But you haven't seen him in this environment 
going up against what they're going to have to go up against, including Texas and Oklahoma. I've seen Urban Meyer do that before. Not only have I seen him do it, I've seen him thrive. NIL takes care of recruiting. I've, I've said this before, and people are like, oh, can he adapt to the times? Urban Meyer's greatest strength is his hiring ability. He knows who to hire to help him run the thing. He's got a great schematical mind, but he understands the CEO aspect of it. And the biggest thing, Nuno, and I think this this would get him where you didn't have to break the bank. Nobody's done it at Texas A&M before. C. Spurrier had done it at Florida before. Multiple guys have done it at Ohio State before. You can be the first one. You can be the golden goose. You can be the guy in the statue that started all of it, that turned Texas A&M into the monster. And some people won't like his, his personality. Well, guess what? When he's out there beating Alabama and Texas and Oklahoma, you're going to love him. Absolutely love him. I think Urban Meyer's a proven commodity. It's about time A&M got it right. And if you want to win, that's the guy you need to go get. Are you not scared off by the fact that he hasn't coached in five years? No. Because I... It, it, Here's my thing. You have guys and different coaches have won with different styles, right? We've seen guys that call plays. We've seen guys that are CEOs. Urban Meyer, I think, is a great blend of that. It's not like he hasn't kept up with what's going on. You know, you look around the coaches talk. It's actually a lot smaller circle than what people think. And you know this, Nuno, and Billy, Billy and them know this. It's a lot smaller circle than what people think. And again, it comes down to hiring. I don't think Tim Cook at Apple could build an iPhone from scratch. But I know he knows who to hire. And at the end of the day, that's what wins when you're dealing with this amount of people. When you're dealing with a program that has that amount of personnel, that's the difference. Jake, uh, what's the bigger talking point? This amazing LSU offense or this ridiculously bad LSU defense? Well, man, you, you talk about being gut wrench. And I asked the other day, what's, what's worse as a fan? Having LSU's offense and LSU's defense or having Penn State's defense and Penn State's offense? <laughs> to me... To me, I think the bigger talking point is the offense because of what Jaden Daniels is doing. Uh, I mean, this offense, he, you sit here and you start looking at the numbers, and, and, you, and again, Jamar Chase, incredible player. Justin Jefferson, incredible player. Joe Burrow, incredible player. Uh, what what Jaden Daniels has been able to do with, with guys like Malik Neighbors and Bryce, Tom, Brian Thomas Jr., who are great players, has been equally as impressive to me. The, it's sad, though that this defense is that bad. My question, you know, is how, how can LSU's defense be that bad? It's weird to watch. I when Still, when I think of LSU, I do not think of offense. I think of those creatures they have running around on defense knocking people's head off. The Glenn Dorseys, the Honey Badgers, the Marcus Spears. I can go down the list of guys that they put in the league every year. I mean, Harold Perkins this year has kind of put on the invisibility cloak and just disappeared in front of everybody. So while it's a bigger shock that LSU's that bad, while it's awkward to look at, to be honest with you, to watch LSU be bad on defense, what they're doing on offense is ridiculous, and they've done it against everybody. If Jaden Daniels doesn't get hurt against Alabama, and I know if ifs and buts were candy and nuts, we'd all have a Merry Christmas, that game may have ended like the Tennessee game did for Alabama last year. That's how good this cat is. That's how good this offense is. And uh, I don't think Matt House is going to be there at the end of the year, but they better hope Mike Denbrock is because, boy, did they figure it out after the first week. No doubt about that. Talking to Drake Crane here on up to the second college football. Let's talk Michigan, Ohio State. Like, you know, the, the no hardball, Ryan Day's got to get over, no excuses. Uh, I think I saw you talking to Joel Klatt about that. Just overall, what is this game going to come down to this weekend? Well, look, you know, a, at the end of the day, the game always comes down to, to how you play up front. But I think when you look at this matchup, 
the most glaring difference that I see is at the quarterback position and the experience, right? You know, throughout this year, I've heard people say, well, we don't know about Michigan. Michigan hadn't played anybody. You want to know how I know about Michigan? I've watched the same core of players for the last two years. It's basically the same cats. All they did was add a couple really good offensive linemen. They could have up to seven offensive linemen taken in this draft. Now, when I look at Ohio State, defense is very talented, right? Kyle McCord, though. When a game that is is going to be decided by three to five plays, like this game is going to be, how much do they trust Kyle McCord on the road to be able to open up this offense enough to let Maserati Marv, which we're going to hear 800 times this Saturday, or Ibuka or Stover and them really take advantage of what they can get against a Michigan defense that is experienced and very talented. So I think at the end of the day, as obvious as it may sound, I think it's going to come down to the quarterback position because a lot of times, Teams lose games. They don't win them. Who's going to make that mistake? Who's going to make the critical error outside the pocket? Who's going to fumble a snap when they're not looking? That's what I think it comes down to. I think Michigan's defense comes up with a big touchdown to seal it late off a mistake by Kyle McCord, even though J.J. has been a little little iffy with his decision-making lately. I think a little bit of that's because Sharon Moore has held some stuff back, and J.J.'s itching to get the ball down the field. So I think it's a quarterback position. All right, Jake, let's uh, close out with Alabama and Auburn. Um, I think the fact that Auburn lost this past weekend, people may be sleeping on them, but magic does happen typically at Jordan Hare or sometimes does happen. So how does this game break down for you? Yeah, don't ever bury a pet or a person at Jordan Hare because it will come back to life uh, and not in a good way. I've seen crazy things happen. I'm from the 334. Uh, I'm from Lee County, and I've watched it my, my whole life. I think the New Mexico State win over Auburn was the worst thing that could have happened for Alabama and one of the worst things that could happen for Auburn from an optics standpoint, right? Even though this New Mexico State team isn't Alabama State. You hear New Mexico State and you're like, oh, they're terrible, whatever. This Jerry Kill team's not bad. Now, Auburn should have beat them. Uh, it's, it's unacceptable and inexcusable. But when I look at this game, it, it feels like Alabama has embraced, obviously, who Jalen Milrow is as a player. You look at the way the game plan's been ta- game plan's been tailored. You look at the way the play calling's been tailored to his strengths. I think Auburn's able to hang in it a little bit. My question isn't can Auburn move the ball between the 20s. It's can they score touchdowns in the red zone. I think they're going to have a good plan. But when you get to Jalen Milrow defensively, it's already hard enough to get to him. Can you get him on the ground? Because what's going to gut Auburn is the same thing that guts every defense on the planet. You're going out there and you're overmatched. And stopping Alabama's run, it can be done, Nuno. We've seen this happen before to this Alabama offensive line through different points of the year. They've kind of picked it up. But if you do get Jalen Monroe into predictable passing downs, you shut him down on first down at second and eight. You stop him on second and eight, it's third and seven. You got him locked up in the back end on third and seven, and Auburn's secondary is not bad. But you you overrush the passer. He shakes a tackle in the backfield and runs for eight and a half and extends that drive where they go down and score. That's what'll gut you. Ron Roberts, Auburn's defensive coordinator, I think it's going to mix it up. You need a whole buffet. It can't be a single course meal here. It can't be one thing. Can't live in a world of absolutes. I think it'll be closer than what people think. I'm actually leaning toward Auburn covering the plus 14 and a half, but I just feel like Alabama at the end of the day, science is science. Gravity is gravity. Talent is talent. Auburn's got one four star that starts on offense. Uh, I like Alabama to win this game. Jake, great stuff, man. Thanks so much for joining us. Let's do it again, all right? You know, it's always fun, man. You guys do a great job, and uh, everybody have a happy Thanksgiving. Enjoy the football watching. Happy Thanksgiving. I like Jake. Hot sports take Jake. He's very good. You know. Few of you got it right. (laughs) 
So like when you feel like you've known somebody for a long time, and there's like people I know that I don't really know their name, but I see them and I know I should know their name and you walk by, hey man, like how you been? Like we've all had that, right? That's how I feel like our relationship is with the craniac. He knows me, I know him. But he doesn't, he calls me Nuno. And I feel like we're too he far down the... He doesn't pronounce the, the acente on the end, right? Uh, is that it, what that's it's called? It's a tilde. Tilde? Embarrassing. So Daniel Stevenson. But that's uh, how you say accent in Spanish, right? I don't no, know. Anyways, no, whatever. No. Keep going. No, it's not an accent. It's, okay. it's, an, it's an actual letter in the Spanish language, in the alphabet. Yeah, I know. Daniel Stevenson says, to be fair, your name is actually spelled N-U-N-O. Actually, no, it's not spelled that way. It has to be spelled that way, like on email. But no, my name is spelled with N-Y. That's what I meant to say. Enye. Enye. No, Enye. Yeah, that's, yeah. That, that's what I meant. I love Jake. He's my guy. Like, it's fine. We just, next time we got him, we just get, hey, heads But up. I don't, I think I'm too far down the road to say, hey, man, just so you know, bro, like, it's no. Nuno, not Nuno. The next time we talk to him, we'll, we'll have forgotten probably. So he'll, he'll, he'll get us again with it. And then I think <laughs> we'll start the cycle again. The best thing to combat that is by saying his name incorrectly. No, that's not cool. Jack. No. Cran. No. no, that's not cool. Okay, we're nice. just let it be. Unless it's you v your boy SEC Mike, we're nice to him. Why guys. does that come up all the time? <laughs> I know y'all are cool now. We, we were cool then. Yeah. I had a talk with him that evening. Like, hey man, I was a little mean. I'm sorry, my bad, dog. He was like, oh no, I love it. He love. That's one guy that loves that stuff. True. He like true. embraces like good. And I'm not gonna get into the whole argument again. I no. was right. No, no, no. I was. I'm not the one to debate that with. I'm t- Billy agreed with me. Everybody agreed with me. I was right about that particular argument. He was right that Jimbo wasn't the right guy for the job. I fived. But come on. Just saying. The Arkansas angle on that? No. Uh, I, I did want to talk about this because I don't know how much coaching we're going to get into here on the show. We'll, when Billy gets here, we, we'll certainly get into that, that conversation. But... I want to talk about what I don't want in a coach when we come back, and we can open up the hotline, and you guys can tell us um, what you think about that as well. We'll do that, and at some point here in the next 10 minutes, I think Billy will be here, so we'll, we'll talk with Billy at that point. Right now, we're talking Millican Reserve, farm-to-table community, and College Station. They got homes, they got trails, they got wide-open spaces, and their mission is to build a healthy community around nature, and they've done that by creating this awesome place for family, for, uh, for nature, for each other. It's a wonderful place to go hang out, maintain it to maintaining that natural habitat all the animals you can imagine live out there, right? Except for giraffes. They don't live there. But they've got uh, the white-tailed deer, the songbirds, the rabbits, the turtles, all in this preserved woods and ponds and creeks. A beautiful, beautiful place. And homeowners that go to Millican Reserve share in a legacy of conservation, which means generation after generation, you're coming back to that same pristine countryside place. The neighborhoods are awesome. You've got the creek. 10-plus uh, acre wooded estates. You've got the hollow in a private gated community. And you've got the meadows. Homes at the meadows are responsive to that natural surrounding. Learn more at MillicanReserve.com. Again, that website, MillicanReserve.com. A beautiful place. Get your veggies there. Get your fun there. Get your house there. It's Millican Reserve. Tech Radio presented by David Gardner's Jewelers Rollo Insurance Studio. What kind of coach do you not want? Like, to lead Texas A&M. Nick, I'm going to ask you. Like, what, what, what do you not want? Okay. He said, one second. I apologize for going to Nick too early. Because I know what, what do I, I not want? Yeah, well, like I, you coach. don't need to give me a name. I'm just asking no, you, yeah. like, what's a quality that you want to avoid? Oh man, um, you give me your list because I'd have to think about I mean, that. To be fair, like, I, there's a lot of things I don't want, but like, 
at least in the moment when I'm thinking, I don't want an if coach. Do you know what an if coach is? I don't, know. Enlighten me. I'm going to give you an example. Lincoln Riley is an if coach. Okay. If Lincoln Riley has a good defensive coordinator, he's great. Okay. Get what I'm saying? Like, I don't want a coach that comes with a bunch of ifs. If we get the right offensive line coach, we're going to slay. Like, I don't want an if. Yeah. I want somebody with a track record that brings a collective unit, right? That's what I want. I don't want ifs associated with it, right? If... If a team is seven and five in the Pac-12, and but if if they scored one more touch, and by the way, I'm guilty of it. If they score one more touchdown per game, um, they do this. I don't want an if. I want a guy who's got a proven track record, not an if coach, but a guy that you know that you can count on to do bring the right group with them, a background in it. Because look, I don't want to have to justify things in every conversation, whomever the coach might be, right? If we block, if we have a good defense, if we do that, that is always a part. That's a sports radio equation that we're going to apply no matter who the coach is. If we do this, this happens. I want a coach that they have a reputation for bringing in strong assistance, and there's no if associated. If they do this, it'll be great. If they can bring in this coordinator, it'll be great. No, I want, like, I know when I talk about Nick Saban in that regard, we know that Nick Saban, there's no ifs associated with him. He's going to hire his guys, and they're going to do what he wants. And they're going to do it at a high level. We're not hiring Nick Saban, guys. But that's the kind of quality I'm looking for, not an if. I don't want an if associated to it. If there's an if associated to it, then I hope that if is a small if, right? Because the history says, look, this guy's an offensive coach, but a lot of times he's got a really good defense associated with it. I don't want somebody like, oh, they're going to bring Alex Grinch. It's over, right? Like they don't have a strong defense applied to it. Or if they're or if they're a strong defensive coach, they don't believe in offense, right? Like they believe strong. Like I, when you have one coach's style, right? And then you bring, you kind of want the opposite of what you just had. And I'm not saying I want a complete opposite of Jimbo, but what I do want is somebody that comes with a a core unit, a core chance, like a coaching staff that they do what they do. I do want a CEO-style coach who can get his hands dirty and does get his hands dirty, but allows his coaches to coach, right? So what you should do is in the talent pool, and we've, what, 15, 16 coaches have probably been discussed for Texas A&M. You look at that talent pool, and you start eliminating people. And, and, you know, Billy was on the show on Wednesday talking about how some people have probably been eliminated. And I want a guy that brings in a strong defensive mentality and a good offensive mentality. I'm not asking for a lot. I'm not saying you have to have the LSU offense and the LSU defense, although, you know, as we heard earlier, they can still win 10 games this year. That's not what I'm hoping for, Right. I do want something that you can count on to be a little more creative on the offensive side and a strong defense, especially with the talent you have here. I mean, really, you have talent on both sides of the ball. If you can keep that group and bring in the right philosophy, I think this team can compete for a playoff spot next year, regardless. Um, UTSA, I don't, I don't think Jeff Trailer's in the conversation. I feel like he's been, you know, that's, they've moved on from that. But he's got an identity. They move the ball 30th in country in offense. They got a, a pretty strong defense. He is who he is. And Kansas, for instance, uh, 64th in total defense while 12th in total offense. Those kind of numbers excite me, right? And he's going to bring in his style. I don't want an if associated 
with the team? Who's somebody who can come in, maximize Connor Wigman's strengths, right? Make him a Heisman contender, right? And let the defense grow. They've got, they've got to fix the back end if it's the same core group. But maintain a strong defense. Give Connor his resources. But again, a coach that brings in with that kind of philosophy. Not a philosophy that is all one way and we're just going to try to outscore. Or we're just going to try to suffocate him and not score in today's offensive game. Right? Somebody who brings in the right coordinator personalities and strong coordinators that are allowed to do what they do. Um, I want an evolution-based plan based on the kind of talent that you have on the roster. So no more of an if coach, right? Like, I don't want a guy that if he does this, um, this is what the result's going to be. No, this is what he does. And by the way, he is also flexible based on the quarterback that he has, based on the talent he has on defense. I don't want a guy who's just going to be, this is what I do, and if you don't fit, we're going to have to, no, no, no. Here's what we have. Here's what we're really good at. Let's try to mold the two things together and bring you a very good uh, display of offense and defense. I don't want an if. I don't want an if associated with it at all. Let's get away from the ifs. Bring them both in here. If you want to comment on what you don't want to see, 979-693-1150. Let's go to the Angry Elephant News and Social Center. Aggies gather at the Angry Elephant. Hannah, I, I'm sure you got a couple texts and some chats to get into. We do. We have some good stuff. I'm going to start with Tony in Lexington. He says he doesn't want to see a coach who's never brought a program up from the middle of the pack. For example, Ryan Day has been playing ahead ever since he took over Ohio State. I think that that's a good point. That is. That's an interesting point. Uh, I want a winner. Right? Who's got a proven track record of being a winner? To me, that goes a long, long way. If you have a track record that you can win and win consistently. Uh, now, I do understand that Like Lincoln Riley also kind of had a ready-made program. He goes to USC, and it's USC. He's kind of, you know, he brings his quarterback, Heisman contending quarterback, who wins a Heisman with him there. I mean, that, that, that is all the resources you need offensively. And, you know, they, they do need a defense, by the way. Hello. Uh, but I, I kind of do agree with that philosophy. Let's mm-hmm. try to get one more because I did see Billy walk into the studio. Yeah, David Williams on YouTube, he says that he just wants a coach, whatever the name is, to come in and win, who needs to win out the players and the coaches and that they don't need to learn the culture first, but they need to win first, learn the culture later. What are your opinions on that? And do you think A&M is able to do that? I do. I think they are able to do it. I want to jump in and, and actually take a left turn on this um, because it's a uh, Texas trial lawyer says, so, so who do you want, David? Just say it now. I know you might have to walk it back, but say it anyway. Well, Texas trial lawyer, I don't want to walk it back because I'm going to be as transparent and honest as possible. Right? I don't know. That's, are they, for real. Because four days ago, I wanted Jonathan Smith. Two weeks ago, I wanted Jeff Trailer for a moment, right? I've, I've, hey, can we hold out for Ryan Day? Said that too. I think my personal favorite of all the candidates is Kalen DeBoer. I just don't think that is possible. I don't. I'm going to keep winning. So those, those are the ones. All right, so I see Billy walking in the studio. We will hit a break. 
When we come back, we'll try to get into some of that and much, much more. Right now, we're talking about the Association of Former Students. If your organization or business is looking for an opportunity to engage with Aggies, then check out the Association of Former Students. They bring Aggies of all ages together during events held throughout the year. Marquee events such as Aggie Ring Day, All Aggie Hullabaloo Gathering, they all welcome tens of thousands of guests. There are many sponsorship and vendor opportunities available to get your brand in front of attendees. All events offer a wide variety of both digital and in-person options to promote your brand. Options include title sponsor naming, on-site presence, activation, recognition of social media posts, and much, much more. Plus, there's opportunities excuse me, in both the Texas Aggie Magazine and the Aggie News Newsletter, which are seen by over 230,000 people. So if your business is ready to engage with Aggies, choose a partner with the organization that's been supporting the Aggie Network for over 140 years. For more information on options available through the association, please email sponsorships at aggienetwork.com. You're listening to TechSag's radio via podcast thanks to the 12th Man Foundation, funding scholarships, programs, facilities in support of championship athletics at Texas A&M. And we are back, TechSag's radio, presented by David Gardner's Jewelers Rollo Insurance Studio, Billy Lucci here in studio. Hello, Billy. What's up, buddy? You came up on Thanksgiving dinner, okay? Mm-hmm. This coaching search has got, like, I think, attention from the casuals, if mm-hmm. you will. And my brother, Alex, who listens from time to time he's like man i think billy's like awesome on the air like the way he weaves a story and he goes he talks for like 12 minutes yeah but 14 and he goes but the whole thing is like you follow it it's like in perfect order so he was giving you a lot of props he likes listening to you on the air tell him thanks alex nunia alex Alex i really appreciate that so how are you man well how's thanksgiving i'll be happy to come visit you in miami and weave a 12 to 17 minute story anytime you'd like no that's oh he's colorado no alex lives in, in sugar land uh, well, Alex, I'm, I'm sure you yeah. you can come visit me at Lopez. There you go. How was your Thanksgiving? It was good. Went, I mean, it's been it's been a few days. Thanksgiving was great. Just went home, saw the family. But now tonight, I, I really want to go to. Uh, I'm really considering taking a ride to Hutto to go watch uh, Matt Schobel and Aaron Schobel and the Columbus Cardinals in a playoff game. Uh, they're they're they got a chance to win state this year, and also want to see his son, who's a quarterback committed to Baylor, a junior. But I don't know. Maybe Bronny will take a ride. I don't know. I don't know. He's Houston. I think today today's his big Houston day. But thought about doing that. But here's the deal. Amidst a coaching search, so there was a Jimbo story broke last Sunday, and then that Friday I was drove to Fort Worth saw. George, yeah, drove back Saturday morning to get here in time for A and M Abilene Christian. Drove straight to Houston from Morgan Wallen. Um, by the way, an hour break between Hardy and Morgan Wallen. Like, I don't understand how at any concert there's an hour break between shows. It's not like they were setting up for, you know, uh, who's the most electric light show there is you know i don't know some kind of edm or something it was a concert you go out hour break i got home like 2 a.m next morning or next day drove to dallas spent that night to fly to kansas city monday morning kc chiefs game up till four get up at 8 30 fly back dallas shop around i got this by the way nuno what do you think I like it. Yeah, I do. It's got too. a little Chevy Guevara look to it, but it looks Page. good. Page Che Guevara. Yeah, it's got a little like a jacket he would wear. 
I mean, it, it's, a, it's fashionable. I like it. Ready for battle. Yeah. No, I like it. So and ready to go to the club. For those that like to ask, it's Paige. Um, then drove back, got back to College Station at 11 at night, stayed here for about 30 hours, and then drove to Houston and back for Thanksgiving. So I think, thank you. Oh, this is a cool cup. Look at that. I think we're going to stay in town for a couple weeks and just let people come to us. That's the way to do it. That's the way to do it. So, and also, perfect timing, though. Thank you to A&M decision makers because the timing between coaching change and coaching hire, I think, is going to perfectly center around my, my travels yeah. and my entertainment. So, Well, you uh, are going to have a report out on TexAgs.com today, today yeah. at some point. Soon. Um, probably before the end of the radio show. Okay. It's done. Editing. Look, it's, it's not... Well, there'll be some interesting stuff in there. There'll be a name or two that people haven't heard yet um, that are legitimate. I do talk about Jed Fish. I do talk about Mike Elko. And I do talk about Ryan Day. Um, and I think the, the interesting... the most Two things. Elko is still very much in play. Okay. And, and, and I think as this process goes becomes more and more impressive in terms of his plan. Unique perspective, having been here. Some people think that's a positive. Some people think that's a negative. Some people don't understand that there is perspective to be gained when you're here working for someone else. There is the, I like this, I don't like this, I would do this differently, I see. You know, there, there's that perspective and Elko is a thinking man as any you know you guys have seen if you've watched interviews of him Duke he's very perceptive very bright I think he really understands like what he would need to do in coming back in terms of infrastructure vision things like that and I think the more they sit down with him the more impressive that's going to get um he's very much in it um, Ryan Day is the and Jed Fish, I believe, is still in it. Um, I think his stock could go up if. So what I put in there as a note is that from sources I know close to that side of things, um, they were kind of expecting to hear from A and M maybe tomorrow in terms of you know they were not going to go to the. Uh, Pac-12 championship game. Basically, what has to happen is Washington. You know, you've got Oregon, Oregon. Or, yeah, I'm sorry. Oregon would have to lose to Oregon State, correct? If that happened, uh, it, which is possible, which is possible. If that happened and Arizona beats Arizona State, which they should, then Arizona goes. So it's not that far-fetched, but I think he's expected to hear from A&M either you know, even today or tomorrow to kind of say whether or not they'll, they're going to meet in person. Right. So whether or not they and them brass or whether it's just right, I don't know exactly who would go, but whether they're going to go meet with him in person. So I'm not saying they are. I'm saying they're set to find out and, and I think make a decision on whether they will. So he's still in it. Um, so Jed Fish is not dead fish yet. Okay. People um, kind of thought. I said, I said that the other day. I said Jed Fish might be dead fish, but – I was what I was really saying is like, look, people, you got, like a few days ago, people had him as the next guy, right. and that caught fire nationally, and that was insanely premature. That would have been news to to Jed Fish, and it's crazy the people that text you and go, "Hey, it, 
you guys, like, when you read this national stuff, let me, let me be real clear about something. Uh, let me be real clear about something. Sorry, I'm making lunch plans. And you know, see, I'm off track. Work lunch, by the way. Um, really clear. When you guys read the national stuff, there are some people that know, and there are a lot of people that don't know. <laughs> and I, I talk to, in this process, I don't take it lightly. I talk to my A&M sources. I talk to coaches around the country. And think about over the years here, sitting here, the coaches that have come through and gone elsewhere and, and blossomed elsewhere or that are retired and sitting around and all they do is talk to other coaches. And that rumor mill, there is the agent side of things. Like I'm, I'm talking to a lot. Hell, I said it the other day in Kansas City, I spoke to a huge contingent of diehard Ohio State fans, including some, you know, uh, at least one pretty prominent family there at Ohio State, like talked to a lot of people that grew up on Ohio State football. So like that whole Kelsey crew grew up in, in the Cleveland area. Like I got some really interesting insight into Ohio State football, Ryan Day, Luke Fickle, like the whole thing. Um, by the way, it does, does it drive me nuts? If it was a year ago at this time, I think A&M would have had a real shot with Dan Lanning before he – got locked into that Nike yeah. Phil Knight thing. And also, you know, Luke Fickle would have been sitting there at Cincinnati looking for a home. You, guys like Fickle and, and, and Rule, you're not going to be able to just go hire one year into a massive contract. The buyout's too much. Ryan Day's buyout's too much. So that's where that one gets interesting. I, I just talked about Fish. Don't write him off because if they do go fly down there with him, from everyone I've talked to, he's really impressive and I'm not saying there's been no communication, but, I mean, there's something different about a face-to-face and a long form. He might blow them away. Uh, but in the case of Ryan Day, I he's 56-6. and six. He also, every game he's – so I'm, I'm going to give you both sides to this. Every game he's coached, he's had – Almost, not every, every regular season game pretty much, and, and damn near every game he's had a lot more talent his opponent. than his opponent. There's a couple games a year where he's at even, or you know, someone has said the same thing about Jimbo this year in A&M. Um, but, but Ryan Day, so, so Day, he wins all those games, so that's the positive. The negative is if he loses to Michigan again, um, people will say, well, you inherited all that talent. Yes, but he's also known as a badass recruiter. And I know Hartline's his ace recruiter. Um, but I think Ryan Day, he, he's young. He's got to be still very hungry. And, and if he came into a place like this, I think he could do outstanding things. I was told originally that, that, that there wasn't, it, whether that was posturing or not, there wasn't a lot of interest on that side. Um, I've seen enough smoke to believe that there is, and that is, a, a, but here's the thing. I don't think A&M can go hire him away from Ohio state the way they hired Jimbo away from Florida. State. I don't you have I, to be fired. I, I not fired, but I think Ohio state would have to be agreeable to it. Right. Does that make sense? Like Ohio state would have to go, you know what? This is, I wouldn't use the word toxic. 
I don't think it's that, but this is just like not working. Frustration is it, there's a lot of frustration here on both sides. Like if they lose to Michigan, um, our fans might actually be okay with this. Um, but who did they go get in that? That's I wonder. Would they do they promote Heartline? That their fans would seem to like that. Do they go try to get Freeman from Notre Dame? He's a guy a lot of their fans tend seem to like. You know, he's I believe he's in Ohio State. I didn't know this till recently, but um, I don't think they could go get Fickle at this point. I mean, they they had him. He was their coach. They they didn't hire him. Uh, but I don't know, Nuno. I don't know. I I not because of that. I think yeah. You probably keep Ryan Day in Columbus. Um, and I don't think AM cuts this giant buyout check and because he is paid a ton of money. Right. He's not gonna come for some massive pay cut and a bunch of incentives, I don't believe. So you'd have to pay him a ton, but he is one of those guys with a resume and that pop and splash that I do think I said from the beginning, probably you know, more of the Elko fish salary pool thing you know at the back in the day people were talking about oh what about Leipold or Kleiman or but probably in that salary range but I do think Day I said they would come up for the right guy I think Day would be that type of guy but I don't think they'd come up and do a massive buyout so it would almost be contingent on what happens Saturday and how willing Ohio State would be to to play ball, if at all. That might, people might be listening to this that know how these things go and just laugh and say they would never do that because they don't have to. Right. But they might want to. They might want to. Like, we're going to owe too much to fire him. Maybe we're not quite ready to fire him, but if he loses to Michigan next year, even if he goes 10-2, and two, our fans are going to have had enough. Our donors are going to have had enough. This might be our only chance here to do this without having to fire and do what A&M had to do with Jimbo. Right. And so if one side wants and, you know, so it, it would be quite interesting if that were, to, you know, that to me, that's the only way though, that that one could, could come to fruition. Caleb but DeBoer? I, but DeBoer. Okay. I talked about him. David, I think there's, I think it's no secret A&M has interest there. And, and I think, You'd have to be complete jackasses, and 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 by the way, the people doing this process are not. They're actually the opposite. They they've been insanely thorough with this thing. Uh, again, when you just hear the names like DeBoer and Day, down to, you know, I say down to, I just mean the ones of salary wise, right. down to you know whether it's. Again, I don't think the Kansas guys are still in the mix, but guys like Elko, Leipold, Kleiman. Uh, you know, whether you're looking at trailer, you know, I'm talking about salaried guys mm -hmm. and, and the programs they're at when I say down to. Um, and I think they've kicked the tires on other big names as well. I mean, they certainly approached Lanning. They approached Dan Campbell. So all over the place, very thorough. But I, when I say you'd have to be jackass not to go after DeBoer, like he's a freaking stud. I had an interesting conversation. I don't know. Did I say this on air that, that somebody was saying when they when they coach against Washington, uh, other schools in the Pac-12, when they coach against them, like their headsets are just real calm. They're real, you know, it, it's they know what the offense, including USC, they know what Lincoln Riley and the offenses are doing. It's not, it's just as Caleb Williams going to get you. But when they play against Washington, it's like 
just pure chaos on the defensive headset. Just madness because they, they're just – it feels like DeBoer and, and you know, uh, I'm forgetting his name now, uh, the OC. Grubb. Uh, Grubb, Ryan Grubb. They're, they're like three steps ahead. They mm-hmm. know what you're going to do. They're ahead in the chess match, and it's just, it's just chaos on – Interesting stuff, and it's why, like, you're going, God, that would be. That'd be fun. That'd be fun to watch. That'd be fun to watch in maroon and white on Saturdays. And and they are. There is There has been pursuit there. I just don't think it's been that reciprocal, but it's not because of lack of interest. I think it's because this guy's dialed in. Got a chance to win, go to the playoffs. A national title. Yeah. They might win a Pac-12, a Heisman, and a Natty. They, they really have a shot to do that. So I think this dude's completely dialed in. I think that's – admirable it's respectable it might not fit AM's timeline unless you know you're going to get him if you know you're going to or if you feel 95 percent sure you can get him you wait but i don't think there's he's i don't think he's engaged enough to make you feel that way so it would literally be almost like a blind roll of the dice i could be wrong they could be 10 steps down the road there i don't get that vibe at all i get the vibe that DeBoer has kind of kept everything I mean, he's probably completely kept it on, but even like his representation yeah. kept everything at arm's length. And, and there's no way, I don't think, that you could feel like, damn, we'll, we'll get him if we wait. I don't think that's the feeling. And if that's not the feeling, unfortunately, like how do you, how do you justify doing that? Maybe you could wait a week, maybe, to see if they even, you know, if they were to be, lose to Oregon or lose this weekend. But if not, how on earth could, could you, you know, if they're in the playoff, I just don't think, I, I just don't think you could do it. There's no way. You'd have to feel so good about making that higher because everyone else we talked about probably off the board. All right, we've got to hit a break. When we come back, maybe a couple minutes on basketball since that game is going to start at 10 a.m. Got the McKinney brothers in uh, the lobby, so we'll get them here soon. Right now we're talking Costa Vida. Uh, it's the place to go to get your fresh mechs on. You want some fresh mechs? You go to Costa Vida there in South College Station. They're open all week, and uh, the food is delicious. You can go in the morning and get a beautiful breakfast taco. I don't know if beautiful is the right word. A delicious breakfast taco. It's fantastic. You can go for lunch and get the quesadilla. You can go for dinner and get the enchilada. Whatever you're into when it comes to fresh mechs, you should go to Costa Vida and check it out. You can pre-order online. You can order through the app, uh, and they've got uh, the margaritas made out of their agua fresca, limonada, strawberry, limonada, watermelon, you name it. They have it all out there. By the way, they're Aggie owned and operated. Holly does a wonderful job there. When you go there, say hi to Holly. She's going to take great care of you. Uh, the food's great. The atmosphere is great. And I just like where every ingredient matters. And that is the case when you go to Costa Vida. 4501 Mills Park Circle in College Station. 4501 Mills Park Circle in College Station. Aggie owned and operated is Costa Vida Fresh Mex. Go check it out. Texas Radio presented by David Garner's Jewelers Rollo Insurance Studio. Billy ran out to the lobby to talk to the McKinney brothers, so he'll be back here momentarily. Uh, so basketball is going to start here. So hopefully you can kind of like listen to us and watch the game. We'll talk some ba- football, but you can keep your eyes on the basketball game. Florida Atlantic, Texas A&M, 10 o'clock start. You can hear that on 1620 or on the 12th Man mobile app, or you can watch it on television. Either way, um, it's going to be a huge, huge game. And uh, A&M still rolling. 4-0. Florida Atlantic. Who did they lose? They lost to a, a no-name team recently. But uh, this is going to be a big one for them. All right, we're going to get into, I guess, some of the coaching search. I know Billy's going to have a post here momentarily. 
that should be hitting the uh, the boards here shortly if you're a premium subscriber. McKinney Brothers in the lobby. We'll get into all that and much, much more. You're listening to Texags Radio, presented by David Gardner's Jewelers in the Rollo Insurance Studio. Hey, everybody. Texags Radio, presented by David Gardner's Jewelers, Rollo Insurance Studio. The McKinney Brothers in the studio. Happy Thanksgiving, guys. Happy, Happy Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Been a little bloated right now. Yeah, I've done Thanksgiving, Do I've done Thanksgiving with the McKinney's. It's a... Uh, it's an event. Is it it fun? Is. You it's get Luann cooking. It's an event. And really where I've really thrived is like a day like today, like the day after Thanksgiving. Oh, yeah. Because you do Thanksgiving with the family, and then you know that you've got – you can go visit Dr. McKinney and Luann, and you'll have a whole secondary Thanksgiving. In fact – not only, not only a, a secondary Thanksgiving, ago. you'll probably come home with That's food true. as well. Tertiary so. Thanksgiving. <laughs> but I, I've actually done that recently because we watched Tech and, and Texas play on, on the yeah. Friday. Mm-hmm. So. Hey, uh, if we can for a moment, Henry Coleman and the guys going Woo. to battle here in a few go, minutes. Can we get that pulled up on one of these screens? We do, yeah, we do need to have it. Yeah, I don't know How if we about can do that. that basketball team? Man? If we can maybe get it on that screen, it'd How be about great. the NIL crew a, holding it together? Yeah. A big win. A big win. Uh, for that team for mul- I, that was awesome. Multiple reasons, like these games are also important. They're important that you win them. And was Penn State was quad one, right? They're important that you win them, but they're every bit as important that you don't lose them because of A and M's non conference schedule beginning right now is just brutal. Rest of the way, and you look Memphis last night. Memphis in the last couple of days has beaten Michigan, and they beat North Carolina mm-hmm. last night. They're going to be ranked. You see Virginia, uh, obviously FAU, and then U of H is, is an absolute juggernaut right now. So mm-hmm. uh, massive games coming up starting right now. But you didn't get this shot if you didn't beat Penn State. So beating Penn State meant you got to play FAU, a team that was in the Final Four last year. So win or lose, that helps you to play that basketball game. And then uh, – also, it, it's you, you don't want like a game like SMU the other day. They're a quality program, and you're going out there for a true road game. But that was a quad three. You can't lose it. You know? And so when you avoid a damaging loss, that's like double the win to me. Mm. And when you beat Penn State and you get them back for last right. year. Yep. That's a big thing. And, and I thought that was a tough basketball team, Penn State. Yeah. I thought the way they played it was different than what we've seen under a new coach. They had new players. They had scorers. I thought that was a good test, and to win that at a neutral site and get revenge and set yourself up to play FAU, that's that's massive. And I think they would have beat Butler, but you set yourself up where Butler might end up being kind of a no-winner type of game versus FAU, you win, in my opinion, either way just by playing it. Mm-hmm. So massive one yesterday, I believe, for, for Buzz and the program, and Henry and Wade. Boots. Uh, boots came up big. I mean that uh, when it was twelve twelve. Do you remember that play? I don't know what they. I'm not Mr. Basketball, but that was an awesome play. Like drove to the goal. God, you should have seen layup. Seth playing basketball. Seth uh, could I, shoot. Was just, I was down. Seth could I was shoot. battling Steve down Steve was better at basketball. Oh, for sh- well, you were played more, it yes. late. Yeah, yeah Seth yeah. was like he looked like SpongeBob out there. Just a big <laughs> square body. Hold on. <laughs> 
couldn't couldn't move very good. I was at a that post age. guy. I wasn't like a dribbler. I admit that I wasn't a dribbler. Had didn't little, have a lot of had ball the little, like Lloyd Christmas skills. haircut. <laughs> Lloyd Christmas. I mean, it was horrible. Dude. He had a Lloyd Christmas. <laughs> oh, like, oh, and I was like until high 10. school. I mean, give me a break. Got like a Centerville <laughs> Lloyd Christmas too. That did not play at Westlake. No. Did it? You went in there and those guys are like, "Who's this country bumpkin come rolling into town?" <laughs> but. Seth, could, he had you. you could had shoot a good it. shot. Yeah. Billy surprisingly has a good shot. Yeah, you know what? The left. He's a sneaky athlete. All day. Oh, oh. I feel like Thank we should you. go play. Oh, nice. I think Let's we should it. all go play. Let's go to the rack. Let's start our own Texas team. Years, but I would, <laughs> I I would do 50. it for fun. I mean, there was a time where I wouldn't do it because I, w- I don't feel like I was in shape to move up and down the court. Now I could oh, yeah. probably do that, Dude. especially if you played half court. Bro, basketball is such a different sport now. Like I went and played a few years ago. Everything up and down the court for like. Three or four uh, times, my legs were on fire. Yeah, I'd worry about that. <laughs> I'm like, that. oh, I'm just not in shape. You're like, this. every, like, all your ankles hurt. And then I <laughs> like sprained, and then I pulled a calf muscle. I'm like, dude, I'm done. Yeah, I, done with I tried basketball. running up and down the tower over there at Traditions, and then I think I tore a meniscus. Hey, <laughs> 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 by the way, last question before we keep going with the who's better? Let's say when who was better? You or Dan on the hardwood in basketball? Yeah, dude, me and Dan, Ben, he was good. I think. Yeah, he was. We never before played he, before he started to look like a cartoon character. Yeah. <laughs> with his shoulder. But yes. Dan was. Slim. I don't recall him. We yeah, never. We never went to, when we were at A and M. We never went to the rec and did all that. Yeah, we did. Like one time, I don't remember going playing Dan could, basketball. Dan could. Dan. I'll tell you, he was good. Randy McCowan was good. Yeah, Randy was the best. Remember, he was good. Randy was actually the best. Like, Wasn't Dat really good too? Pretty damn I feel good. Feel like Dat was good, yeah. Dat, Dat would dunk. On I feel him. like y'all were doing that after I left, really? like that summer or something, because we didn't. That was not a thing for us. Yeah, we were like when I was here. You know, we decided to drift away from the bars and go. <laughs> like, what are we going to the gym for, guys? <laughs> Gentlemen, how concerned are you about this A and M defense against this LSU offense? Oof, man, I, you're really trying, you to, right really trying to bring us in. <laughs> I haven't given that a lot of thought, to be honest. I'm not. Uh, I'm not. I mean, I think I think that's the best matchup that we have going into this game is our defense versus <laughs> what, dude. If you not you, you like our, you like our offense, have going you seen our their, secondary? I mean, there's that right. is not a good matchup, dude. I think the way they throw the ball, the way we defend the pass, man, yeah. we could be in trouble. I, I think, I'm not saying that. Can I can I can I go on the fence between y'all on this <laughs> so one and say killing them over here? I think you're right, and I think you're right. I think it, here's my answer to that: Can we get a ton of? Pro, can we stop the run? LSU can run the damn ball now too. Don't don't. Please do not forget that. The question is, how much different is this year's LSU team versus last year's offense? Night and day. Night and day. Uh, other than other than you still have neighbors and, and Daniel, but I mean, they run it better. Their O line's better. Mm. Jaden Daniels is healthy, whereas he came in here last year on an ankle and mm. AM got to him. But but if they can't get to Jaden Daniels and and make his life miserable, they got to get after him. And, and if they can't. A, he'll kill you running, but more importantly, Steve's right on. Like that matchup, and I like Chappelle, and I like some of these guys down the road, but that matchup is a nightmare. No matter how good you are at corner, and A&M's got questions outside of Chappelle. You know, Harmon's been, I think, playing really gritty, good football. The problem is there's a size mismatch there. There's an athleticism I mean, Brian Thomas is elite, elite, and A&M finished second for him. 
But that's he ain't got nothing on Malik Neighbors. Malik Neighbors, the best receiver in college football. He's putting up numbers that won Devontae Smith a Heisman. Mm. And, and and they they throw it deep down the field and get it to those guys. Um, they're lethal in the red zone. They've mastered the art of the fade pass. You can cover them as well as you want, and they're going to catch it. So, well, when did the team got tra- to when get did the to team travel today? Friday, today. <laughs> today, yeah, that's. That's going to be a difference. Isn't that interesting? That's going to be a difference right Isn't there. that interesting? And that, all, these <laughs> things, all these things all Elijah's doing, I really like, yeah. and I hope, I hope they get wins as a result. That is good, though. It is great. But that matchup's tough unless you just get the hell yeah. after Jaden Daniels. So that front seven uh, is going to have to really, yeah. really well, show up. I don't I know, think I, offense is going to have to score. Yeah. I mean, I, that's what I'm trying to and say. And they have it? been recently. And LSU gives up a ton of points. So – Abilene Christian concerned me some. Yeah, yeah. I'm not yeah that's that's kind of what for, I'm, for the Aggie offense. That's what Jaylen I'm Anderson. looking at. That wasn't like pristine out there at all. No, they did not. They O-line did not still look like had issues. Yeah, um, it was it was not good. But you know, the A&M offensive line had issues leading into the mm-hmm. LSU game last year, mm-hmm. and somehow miraculously, you right. Looked like a whole different unit in one game. So you never know. Yeah. But I mean, I do agree with you. I mean, I think their our defense does match up with them in the front seven. Mm-hmm. And I think that if we can run the football, get pressure, like you said, Luch, that is going to help take some pressure off those cornerbacks. But if they get going and getting plenty of time to, to throw the ball downfield, I just feel like we're going to be in a lot of trouble. Offensively. Hopefully we don't give them time. we got to run the football. Yeah, they have We to. have got to run yeah. the dang football. You've got to help, off you gotta help Jalen yeah. out. And if you can run it, uh, Henderson can run some. Yeah. I, I do think you can start – to cause them some problems. I yeah. wouldn't be surprised if we saw a little more QB run game this week than oh, yeah. we have the last two weeks. We're going to need it. Yeah. And, and it makes a difference. RP, I mean, R, you know, uh, when it comes to the running game, you're talking about adding yards and giving the defense another guy to have to worry mm-hmm. about. I mean, a running quarterback can make a lot of difference in the run do you, game. It, it really stinks. And Jalen, I do like he's, his willingness to chuck it deep because these LSU DBs are bad. Mm. It is a bad you, – you think we're, we're thinking about A&M secondary. LSU secondary is really bad. You just have Jaden Dan, Daniels versus Jalen Henderson, mm-hmm. and that ain't no knock on Henderson. Henderson's starting his third game of his right. career. Jaden Daniels will be one of three players in New York City for a Heisman. Yeah. So this A&M defense is going to have to help, and that A&M running game is going to have to help. And Anias and Noah and, and – uh, Jade Walker, Moose. the tight ends, Moose. Moose might be an LSU killer again. A guy I tried to get him all gassed up two weeks ago about it, and he went out and, and he made some plays, had a hundred yard day. Maybe he's rolling into it. Do Moose you think- is my guy. Like I mean, you know, mm-hmm. I, I I think we've got we got an understanding that he's got to go out there and kill uh, LSU. But and, and you know, so well, I'm looking at some of these totals, guys. The Arkansas game with. Arkansas is not a good team. Yeah, they kept. They had a chance to win that game. It yeah. was thirty-four, thirty-one. Uh-huh. Uh, Bama, who's got a defense similar to AM, better secondary. But that game, LSU only scored twenty-eight points. Mm-hmm. Florida did not. They, I think, Florida gave up fifty-two points. but yeah. they scored thirty-eight. Yeah. Uh, on LSU. Yeah, without being an explosive offense. So, I see a path offensively to keep up with them. Well, Ole Miss, you know, lit them up, and like, I've watched Ole Miss all year, man. At their sure. peak. Their offense looked good against us, but it was against literally. We didn't have anybody with, that, with your third and fourth or fourth and fifth corners with zero college experience, essentially. Mm-hmm. 
And there was a stretch of that game where they weren't, you know, it took a Herculean effort from their receiver in Trey Harris. Ole Miss's offense is not unstoppable. We saw it last night. It's not unstoppable mm-hmm. on any level. And they went through LSU like water. Um, 55 heck, points. Heck, who else? Jeez. Auburn. No, LSU uh, lit Auburn. It was yeah. Ole Miss that struggled with Auburn. But point being, th- this defense is, for LSU, is, is, it's not historically bad, but it's, it's, it's up there as one of the worst. Do you think that we reserved any of our offense versus – ACU, like that was a given. We didn't want to throw any wrinkles in there with 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 it being a hundred percent Petrino. Do you think that we held back because it wasn't an impressive offensive performance and it looked like nothing had changed? So I'm sitting up there going, well, I guess it really was Petrino's offense, or was he holding back? You know, that's kind of my. Well, you guys theory. tell me because how hard is it? Like, how hard is it to completely flip? an offense with a quarterback that's played three college football games. Yeah. I agree. Week. I mean, I understand. So I don't I mean, know. I don't, I don't know the answer to that, but I don't know what, how much you really can do right. in this short amount of time the with, with such an inexperienced quarterback. Yeah. I mean, the difference in it, when you get into a quarterback like that, there's such different styles between him mm-hmm. and the other two that we've had. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So you have, it's not like you have a different playbook, but you also have a different set of plays that he's more comfortable or more suited right. to. So. Yeah, plays you can't call. And it, you look at the ACU game, Seth. I mean, to me, it looked like they only did what they needed to do. Yeah, right? you know, I mean, that's they, they weren't call, they weren't calling plays that they had to right. because they had to beat certain defenses. They were just like, you know, just I, run right, run left. I bring this up because it was what happened last year, the UMass game, A and M's offense, and I know weather played a part. Did not look good. They did not look good in that game. Yeah. And then a week later. They showed everything. Like they, it was a different team. You're not going to show much against teams yeah. like that because you don't have to. Mm-hmm. Basically, mm-hmm. it should be fun. By the way, just to give a quick update, this game is going at a frenetic pace. A uh, and M leads Florida Atlantic fourteen to thirteen. So nice. just early. We uh, like a picture in picture somewhere. We're going to try to get that. <laughs> yeah, we're going to have to get in the Nick to get us a TV here. <laughs> where, where have you seen? Okay, you mentioned the line being an issue. Um, where the offense though over the last month has been a much better offense. What have you seen from the offense that? After the Tennessee game, they've been scoring thirty points in every game they've played. They just to me they start they've started slow. It's like that is our offense. They start slow, and then they they get better. But I mean, like against LSU, you don't have time to do that. Mm-hmm. I mean, this, this, it's going to be, be out of hand on all that stuff. So you've got to start early, and it's possible to do that. It's I, like the offensive line issues are something that are just mind boggling to begin with, and that 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 early parts early parts of games. And if they can just come out and <laughs> come with a mentality like they do later on in games on play one, then they're going to make their best effort to beat LSU. It's going to be very tough, especially on the road. I don't with think the, I've ever seen – this offensive line has played well at times of mm-hmm. late. Um, I don't think I've ever seen an Aggie offensive line like miss more – Slide clean, yeah. Just like I've never, I've never seen it, and and it's like if you could just eliminate the mental or or you know overcommits or like guys that just come through unblocked and just let guys get beat when when guys beat them. Mm-hmm. I think this this entire a you've got you you still have Jimbo Fisher as your coach. B you've got an entirely different looking season, like in trajectory yeah. and this the. The more I think about, like, we've seen them play well at times, and it's just like, but they'll play well for a stretch, and then 
<laughs> give up a disastrous rush, and then hey, yeah. there goes your quarterback for the year, or there goes that key drive, or there go you know like A and M's trying to go down and score and tie the game, and there's a you know it's yeah. just been it's hard it's to put brutal. an exact finger on it, but you know just when you watch them play at times. You can tell there's a lack of communication, mm-hmm. not only between the offensive line, but the offensive line and even the quarterback. You know, you don't see a lot of changing protection, shifting, you know, which which guy you're going to go to and stuff. And even when that happens, it seems like it doesn't get communicated because then you see a guy come free. Did you see the play the other night where Kelsey, Jason Kelsey, by the way, great documentary for you, mm-hmm. for you two to watch, yeah. I think. Have you watched it? I haven't, yeah. I'll check it out. Though. Amazon Prime, it, it, or Prime, whatever the hell you call it. But it, yeah. it's – Watch it. It's good, especially if you want like football, family, kind of takes you through that whole what did last he do? Did season. Did he pop out? I mean, you got me. Just oh, the other night, he he's like basically arguing with his hand on the ball with Mahomes, oh, who's yeah. a Hall of Fame, or not Mahomes, Hurts, uh, no. you know, Super Bowl quarterback. Mm-hmm. He's basically saying, no, yeah. we're not changing to that. And he's yeah. like, we're, you know, and he's arguing yeah. with him while they're at the line of scrimmage. He's like <laughs> telling him, no, this is. You know, like yeah, the he knows communication like between both. Experience, you know, the position of the safety, this, that, and the other. You're like, no, that's not – it can't happen. There's, You know what I mean? Like if the safety is in certain positions, they're like – if the, it's you know what's happening. Mm-hmm. They're going to tell you what, what is going on in a game. Yeah. And the, the best ones are the ones that can hide it the best. And then you've got the other other teams that they don't have they don't trust their safety enough or whatever, and you know what's coming. Like when you played like the Steelers with Troy Palomalu, it was like that was the hardest defense to me Why? to try to ever get a handle on. Just because he but could he, do anything. He could be, he could be right in the line, pop out, and go cover. Yeah. You know, like it was there was like only a handful. Him and Ed Reed, we, like those two defenses in my book were the hardest two that I ever played against, trying mm-hmm. to scheme wise and figure out and. Incredible. All right, right now, caller number one, we're going to give you a free car wash from Aggieland Express Car Wash in South College Station, off of William D. Fitch in Greens Prairie. Aggie owned and operated with a friendly staff and a personal touch. They offer a monthly membership, but we'll give the first caller right now a free car wash from Aggieland Express in South College Station, 979-693-1150. Tex Ags Radio presented by David Gardner's Jewelers Rollo Insurance Studio. We're here watching the basketball game tied at 18 apiece. Big day. Did you see Seth jump right there? I saw it. That was great. (laughs) It is the final <laughs> countdown. Steve and Seth McKinney with us. There was no morning. Billy's with us. Guys, uh, another football thing I wanted to get into, or I guess we're going to do a lot of football, I should say. Reuben Owens looked really good last week. I know yeah. the opponent, but yeah. it was he. every he game I've watched him play. He's coming, man. I feel like he's a step away from, and he had a very productive game. Yeah, you usually like, see that with those freshmen, especially at running back. You know, you'll see them kind of start to develop. They, the game's so fast for you when you're playing early on, and then it starts to slow down, and then – a guy, especially like at running back, you know, those holes start to – you start to see the holes before they happen as you start to get further into the season. Yeah, He's going to be good. You guys are yeah. like the, the historians about the A&M program and our players, but I don't remember – like in high school, A-Chain, every carry was like 12 yards, right? Oh, yeah. But his freshman year, he didn't like – I don't know, you tell me, he didn't like dominate until later. Is that true or not? Yeah, he got yeah well, if they, I think they made a mistake throughout the first – Couple years of his career, not giving him the ball enough, and mm. and you know they were the balancing act between him and Spiller is not easy because Spiller is yeah. so talented. But there is yep. obviously some mistiming there that I think may have. You think about things where the the the, the tenure goes south, and it's fourth quarter against Ole Miss when he's gashing their ass, and you you don't put him on the field on on the key fourth down mm-hmm. drive, and you go three and out. That was bad. Um, or throw an interception because you're in third and long. 
it's the drive late against LSU in Baton Rouge two years ago when he's gashing them again, and you don't put him in, and and you know you, you throw it on third and two, and I was like, I'd almost forgotten about all that. He, like, he gets knocked out, you know, runs out of bounds two yards short of a first down, and and A chain's gashing him. Like these are ways you lose football games that you have to win to get over the hump job. or keep your job or either or or both. Um, I think they got two options this week. Ruben Owens is special. Mm-hmm. So is Le'Veon Moss. Yeah. And Le'Veon's healthy. He barely he? touched the ball. Yeah, Jeez. he barely touched it last week. You can never freaking <laughs> tell with this Well, guy. yeah, I know. He's, but that's that's why they barely played him last week. Yeah. It was just get your feet wet. Get, he's good I'm to go. I'm going to say play. Look like he played one Couple play. Carries, I think he had one, one carry. carry. Yeah. yeah. He's fine. Good. Okay. So, okay, sure. Okay, Billy. Yeah. Just <laughs> figured, figured you'd want to know that <laughs> since this is what we do. But give me – Give me both those guys and give me a little Amari Daniels. Daniels. Yeah, he runs tough. I think he brings. I do think there's some issues there with a couple of those guys in pass pro, and Le'Veon is noticeably better than the other two. Yeah, and with that, I'm not said, sure any of them are very good. I agree with that. Um, <laughs> Best I of the gotta worst. I wonder I where that is in terms of you know how coaching factors into that. I don't understand. I, it, it's and I'm not saying it's a running backs coach. It could just as easily be like what they're asking them to do or, or how they've been taught to pick ups. I don't know, but they've certainly been bad in, in as that last line of defense. Oh, yeah. So a lot of that, in fairness, that O-line, a lot of the extra man thing has to do with the offensive the, the, the running back, back. The running back pass protection has probably been as bad as the O-line uh, but, pass protection. But, Steve, yeah. like, but they can run the damn ball. You, you I know that. Me, yes. I know, like, I know for it, – it, it, it happened in most meetings. There was at least one meeting, and it was it was the offensive line and running backs. And mm-hmm. you talked about picking up blitzes. It wasn't like a long meeting, but you talked about it. Yeah, you met, you did. That's just week. how it. That's just how it goes. And like you get, I mean, and I don't every, know. you know all your little uh, you know blitz drills and stuff that you do and walkthroughs. I mean, it's you know running backs and offensive line tight ends and stuff. Right. So it's technique. It's you know fundamentals. You know they're yeah. they're they're on the right guys a lot of times. Yeah. They're just they they're not. Protecting, right? You know they're getting beat physically. It's not always mental with them. What about we don't have receivers? What's what that? What does that like? even mean? What do you think it means? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Do we have any? So many, do we have any receivers for the game? Are we going to have one guy in particular? I mean, well, Are we allowed not, to talk about that? We can't talk about it because I don't want this this guy to get really upset on uh, Texags because I don't write an update there first. And so yeah, we'll say, give me till we'll the say. next commercial uh, so I'll post it because I've got to do everything according to exactly what yeah, we, a certain contingent of the loudest and then radio sorry, people sorry, I, didn't, I didn't realize, my bad. Makes the job really fun. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Trying to like balancing act here. You and should. nobody knows more than you that I, I go way out of my way to not give up stuff on radio before it's in writing. Yep. So when I do, chill the hell out. Like, right. my God, dude. There's like a small contingent of people. That it's like, it, do you deal with this at McDonald's? Oh, you don't want to deal with I my know. customers. I want the McRib today. <laughs> but you yeah, know what? There's on. a few McRibbers on there <laughs> on the site. It's like, man, like, this crap, it, it's an easy job. What happened here? We're all tied up, in case yeah, you're wondering. It's an easy job because it's so fun. But it's not easy because what, what people need to understand is what I wrote. On this coaching search, I'm trying to do what's right by the subscriber and the fans first and, and my 
approach to covering these type things and what I believe is right versus not jeopardizing the search for your football program. Yeah. And, and some coaches, exactly. maybe you want me to jeopardize the it. So they, people I can should know float that. it out there and everyone can erupt and run, you know, run it up the flagpole that, hey, administration, we hate this hire. Um, but my goal is to not ever interfere and screw up a process or what mm -hmm. Texas A&M is trying to of do. Of course. You've always, you've always coach, been great at that. I like this process, Whether it's assistant coaches, that is my number one goal is to not screw it up for Texas A&M and you. Yep. Then from there, I go with the reporting of I it. I think so. this whole search has been Get ready. we got a good update coming. <laughs> Very well. We purposely avoid some topics on this show to put the, it on I mean, there. There are 99 What's the difference? Are, they, it's, it's just, what's the difference? Steep. If you put it on Texags, you say it on Texags radio. I mean, to me, it's all the same. Why, why is it, why is it different? What do you come on? Look, well, I'm not gonna, it's premium because they're uh, yeah. I mean, they there does they need to be a premium, but it, it. It, the premium okay. is far outweighs what goes on in this show. And and I mean, you have been lacking a little bit with your updates. I mean, yeah. <laughs> for, for, for people like you. Oh yeah. man, where's his sock? What's his sock? Yeah, uh, I knew Seth's back in the day. I don't know yours. Oh, I don't have a um, sock. I need one. Sorry, your your insults are flying right over my head. I'm too the I'm too dumb to have a sock. I'll go in there post my real name. People think I have one. I'm like, dude, you think I have time? Like, if I had a fake account and was posting on it, you know what a distraction that would become Seriously. in my life? Like you said, like, I have a hard enough time just keeping up on, on my own with the content and the radio and the, the being an owner of the business and having a, a life outside of this, which you won't let me have. <laughs> Even my friends like just grinders. I have here. not grinded you. Who are we hiring? Who are we hiring? Uh, Who's it going to be? Come on, yes. man. Oh, so that's a, that's a cheap shot because Steve and I have been very, very tame. Very you have. <laughs> how have I not? How do you think he has? I don't know. How I, don't, are you I can't. I can't about, speaking dude. for myself. Come on, man. I know you know. Just tell me. To go back on his point, beyond the one person he was talking about. I did expect a little bit more from Anias last week, but Jay Walker, yeah. a couple weeks in a row, has yeah. played really yeah, well. Yeah, yeah, good for him. I mean, Hopefully after, after that little dance he did, that little slide. <laughs> I mean, dude, I've been practicing that all week. I'm afraid <laughs> I dislocate yeah. my hip trying. <laughs> I've almost about got it down. Okay. Pretty good. When you do, you break gonna, it out for you guys. Can you yeah. do better than Billy? Can we have like a slide off? I didn't have a practice, but if you look at that video towards the end it was, of it, it I kind of okay. hit. It. Yeah, I kind of hit a little rhythm. If you practice it enough, you can do it. Seth, mm -hmm. you should do it, man. I'm out. Come not, on. Not Seth broke his foot the last time. He, <laughs> he did. Yeah, you should not dance. Never mind. Oh, no. Nuno. Yes, sir. Go ahead. What does this mean when you do this? I was, like, waiting to talk. Because I, I try not to talk on top of you all. That's that's my goal at the end of the day. Congratulations. Is that, to... that, is, that is welcome. Oh, oh. Thank you so much. <laughs> Such a professional. Thank you are. You. It's you. like Thank you've you. done this for years. <laughs> Very rarely do I talk over you. That's no, my, I know. my goal, but I'm no, waiting. I, I it, wish I had more of the same, but I don't. <laughs> you do a great I, job. I get a couple hours a week, not 15. Ooh. That's true. Yeah. Do I really no. Yeah. Do I? I mean. Do I? It's your nope. soapbox, dude. Do you yeah. need 15? No. Yeah. <laughs> we, we can do a two-hour show. Yeah, 15 hours of uh, you know, I'd be happy about. to double your workload. <laughs> okay. Like push you up to eight, I'll push you up to eight hours a day. Oh, here we go. Here we go. <laughs> he starts getting weak. He's like coming in looking all <laughs> oh, frills. That, that would be the first thing that would have to go because it's not going to be family time, <laughs> yeah. so it would be the workout. That's right. No, I just wake up at 4 a.m. and work out. What happened right. to Nuno? Well, he's eating too much chicken. He's, he's eating 12 ounces instead of eight. He's I have eight ounces of pork chop ready to go. I don't have time to weigh it. 
I did weigh it this morning. You're a weigher, huh? I'm a oh yeah. Oh wow. To That's the grand discipline. That is some discipline right there. Yeah. You know, just in case. Is that what we're calling it? That's what, that is, that is what it's called. That's dude. what we're calling it. Discipline. You make you what, what is it? You make abs in the weight room and you reveal them at the dinner table, something like that. I've not heard that, but let's talk a and receivers. What? Nias, today, okay. Noah Thomas. They're going to have to make plays. And like, if you're a competitor, why are you? If I'm a Nias Smith, and I know he's a competitor, but you're, you're in your last game. Mm. Is it though? Malone, yeah, you probably back, it, he might back. play in a bowl. <laughs> if anyone's going to play in a bowl in that situation, it would be him. But like, it's your last game. Are you going to go out and say, "Hey, Brian Thomas, Malik Neighbors"? Like, you know, forget mm-hmm. them. This is about us. I, okay, so I'm Noah Thomas. I'm going to match. I'm going to match what they do. I'm going to match what A&M does. I mean, I'm going to match what LSU does. Malik Neighbors, you want to go make it? A ridiculous back of the end zone catch. Noah Thomas, I'm going to do the same thing. And that, to me, is where, you know, that's the difference. Are those guys going to step up and have a massive, massive uh, afternoon in Death Valley? Because if A&M wins, I'd say two of those receivers have to be, like, in a 90-yard-plus range. Mm -hmm. Moose. He easily could be. I keep not saying Moose. He's the most likely to do it outside of Anias. Those are the two. Oh, I know. If you get Jade and Noah – to make some plays, and I think you're you're really cooking. Dude, that play Moose made against ACU was oh, that was that was incredible. awesome. Yeah, love it. Uh, then yeah. the Creed, the Creed repo, that was great. That was oh good. yes, that was. Good. He's not gonna do it. Dude. Love He's Creed. He's not gonna yeah. do it. When we come back on Texax Radio, the Freak of the Week and Sleeper of the Week, that and more next on Texax. 12-0 run by Florida Atlantic right now. They're up 37 to 28. Oh, falling apart at the seams right here. Just pressure. Good. That radio break was not timely for us. I mean, look, Florida Atlantic's really, obviously, really good, but AM's going to have to regroup. You got to, you know, play better. Then they will look. If there's a team capable of gritting it out and coming back, but that, I think FAU looks like they're hitting some. Shots here. Yeah, two and, turnovers in a row. And you're turning oh my. the ball over. Oh, wow. Yeah. Three, 15-0 run. Five points they on two are, turnovers in a row. That was – You got to take another timeout here. A bit of a dagger. Balls. They're hitting shots. They're playing defense, playing at their pace. And yeah, that's the problem, that. I think, is there's a, see, like a quick three, oh, but they made it, it. But a quick go. three there. Me. I don't like that. Stop. I like it. Stop I don't like momentum. it long term, but if somebody's going to do it, it's Wade Taylor. And if somebody's going to bring you back from this, it's got to be – yeah, I man. think it's got to be Wade and Boots. Now let's get a, and, a uh, quick strike. So we'll see. A lot, lot, of, lot of basketball left. Come on now. Keep it under double digits, please. A lot of basketball. For, I mean, look, you say that, and you're right. I'll say you're down nine with how much time left? Five minutes, Plenty 17 seconds. Time. Why can you not cut it to you know Four. a two or three-point deficit at halftime? You yep. can't outscore a team by six and you six minutes, five minutes. So Absolutely. Well, they just let's go. Them. I mean, I, I'm, I'm, it's a long game. Let's go now. This, uh, they got to defend better, that's for sure. And I don't like the way they really defended last yesterday either. I didn't either. You. Freak of the week time, ladies and gentlemen. It's, it's the freak, freak of the week. week. I'll go ahead and lead us off. Let's okay. go. Ooh. I'm uh I think uh, the guy has been the best defensive player we've had all year, and I hope he wins some kind of three. great award. But I can't three, wait Seth. to see uh, Edge and Cooper go out and have a great game on Saturday. Mm-hmm. I'm excited. Edge Cooper, good one, interesting pick. Okay. Um, and by the way, you know, not that we haven't talked about this already, but a lot of prayers to Edge and Cooper and mm. his girlfriend's family. I know Seth, you've got a family connection there. Yep. Um, so just tragic. a tragic, tragic event in his life and, and their family's life. So, yeah, very sad. <sighs> um, 
he'll be playing with a heavy heart. There's no doubt. But my my freak of the week this week is going to be Moose Muhammad for obvious reasons, based on last year and last week. And and I feel like he probably mentally feels like he's got a new lease on life. Uh, so I'll go Moose on that one. I'm going Ruben Owens. Nice. Yeah, I like it. Let's I do think it. I think Ruben. I think they're going to run the ball pretty well this week. I'm not going to call for the hundred yards, mm-hmm. but I'm going to say 85. Okay, um, I'll take that too. I think I think he. I'm just waiting for him to just bust that long. I know, right? I know. Man, He's got they, it in him, man. So close. I guess they, their their longest run of the year was was Mar Daniels against Auburn. Yeah, yeah. they have. Yeah, Le'Veon had a long much. one or two, like thirty plus, but they haven't had much at all in the way of. Yeah. You know, I just want to see Ruben Owens just striding those long yeah, legs. Yeah, he's just, he's got track just speed. Just Eric Dickerson it down the sidelines. <laughs> yeah, that's my freak. Would be nice. Florida Atlantic's defense is really really good, guys. Let's move on to the sleeper of the week presented by the Sleep Station. Go see Jared McLeod and ask about the Tempur-Pedic mattress in the Specs parking lot at uh, Texas and Harvey. Also, ask about the Purple mattress in front of Lowe's at William D. Fitch and Highway Six. The website: thesleepstation.com. It's the sleep of the week. (laughs) (laughs) By the way, though, regardless of outcome, and by no means am I throwing the towel in on this thing uh, with this much time left, but, God, they're they're white hot. Like, they can't miss. Um, They are good defensively, Nuno, and A&M's on pace to score over 80. So, like, these are learning experiences. Yeah. And they're going to get engaged in some of these type games in SEC play and, and more importantly, in the postseason where – you got to learn like how if your go. defense isn't working, how to keep scoring and stay in it. And they are Uh-oh. getting it done offensively there. Henry Coleman hits the floor. He's Get in up. a little bit of pain. Oh, no. I don't like it. All right, Nuno. Sorry, I just said, oh, no. I mean, no, this is such a distraction. Right Meltdown. <laughs> you guys ask sleeper. For it. Sleeper, the sleeper, week. sleeper. My sleeper of the week is going to be. Uh, it shouldn't sound like one, but. I, well, I'm going to go with Fidel Diggs sacking Jaden Daniels two times and having 2.5 nice. tackles for loss. Wow. That's a big game. <laughs> I tell you what. Very Everybody specific in the game. But we'd love to call you back at 11 since this is the fourth call. <laughs> I'm dying to figure this one out. I got to know who this we'll is. Who, who are you going with? Sleeper of the week. Oh, my goodness. I'll go then. I'm going with the offensive line. They've had restless sleep all year. Hopefully they'll wake up refreshed on a cloud mattress or whatever it's called. The purple. Purple purple, purple, purple mattress. They get in a good, great night's sleep. You get some yeah. mental clarity and focus from play one. I hope they get a good go night's out sleep. And, and I don't know what kind of beds they use at the – in at least Ridge. you're not in the, the days hotel in. room for two nights. <laughs> two <laughs> nights true. in a crappy bed. That's true. I guarantee you they don't have purple mattresses. Can you imagine two nights of Baton Rouge, bad, bad sleep, Marriott. bad food, like hotel food? Those hotel I think they bring. I think they bring their own. I think they're, we've graduated since you played to like there's some <laughs> kind of catering that goes on or something. Does it really? I don't, yeah. I, I don't, Maybe, maybe I don't not. Know. It's, it's been a minute since I maybe it's traveled one, as a team. I, I think when they get there, they probably got like Waterburger or pizza or something. When they get there at like 1 a.m., like they did in Miami. <laughs> That's on, on the, Thursday. The, 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 the two nights before night. Yeah, let's get a good night's sleep, guys. Get in your beds by 3 a.m. There are actually some scientific studies in that, that your performance in, in it, it, the, the sleep, the night sleep two nights prior is actually. Yep. A lot more important. Critical. Than the night yeah. Before, yeah. yeah. 
I mean, I could, I'll it's amazing we that. didn't know about that. <laughs> um, anyways. Well, everybody talks about it now. And people forget that I, I'm Talk the one that brought it up. Like People like to mess with me about That's that, but I like to point out years. how everyone jumps on it. And then there's like, hey, what about the Well, you didn't even know about it and do your job until I talked about mm. it for, for a year plus. I'm pretty sure I talked about it in 2017. Be- who told you about it? You told me okay. about it. And yeah. I was like, that's, that's, all. that's I was just freaking wondering. nuts. Okay. Eric Coleman is walking, by the way. So well, that's, that's, a, that's good. good. Looks but like he's he walking def- off the court. Pretty good, pretty good looking gait too. Doesn't not too limpy. But he he's He'll coming off. He'll he's tape it he's up leaving the court. Yeah, he's probably done. No, Steve. He's done for today. Steve. <laughs> Thing that I don't like is that did you know? Huh? Oh, I'm not going to speculate. All right, he, let me get my sleeper. Pick. They need him, man. And yep. with no marble, a little bit and, of an and as good as he's been playing, I mean, this is an absolute must for Henry Coleman to be back out there. All right, I'm going sleeper. I'm gonna. Pick, can I pick Noah Thomas? You can just do can we whoever you want. The hell you want. Yeah, I mean, he's, radio he's been kind of asleep. Noah Thomas should make. Noah Thomas one. needs to have a hundred yard game in this thing, mm. and, and and really elevate and and like I said, be that guy to say, "Hey, my future is as bright. I, I'm going where those guys are right now." And this is a chance for a breakout game, much like Moose had last year before he you know was restricted. This year, don't look now, boys. Seth, what? I can't commentate. He just jinxed him. No, not in the way you just did it. Can I give you guys a name that probably isn't a huge sleeper per se? Factor. Go up, Max Wright. Okay, just a name to consider. Would love to see him have a big game. His last last regular season game. Last regular season game. He's played really well this year. I know he the has, team would rally behind. I like. I love what Max has brought to this football team. Yeah, I I, but I, I'll, I'll take you one step further. Okay. And I'll say Max and Jake. Okay. The two tight ends. The two tight end set. Jake Johnson watched a lot of LSU football. Watching his brother Max play quarterback, and I think uh, <laughs> I think he probably wants would love nothing more than to go down there oh, and boy. have a really good football game. <laughs> um so, and I believe he was committed to LSU he for was, a long yeah. time. Yeah, right. he was. And and so how's Mac, this how will is, be a big one. This will be how's a big his brother one doing? He recovering from his broken ribs? I would hope he's recovering. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's life threatening ribs. Is it healing? <laughs> I think. Uh, I think he'll. I, the bowl game would be interesting. Yeah, see. it would be. But I, you're not going to see him on Saturday unless everyone's keeping a, a really grand secret from me. But. I can't imagine. Suppose I could ask. Very I bet he wants to play in this game pretty badly. Oh, I know it sucks. Mm-hmm. It sucks. When we come back on Texas Radio, the final pick six of the regular season, we'll do one hey. from the bowl games. So we'll bit, get to that. This is the regular season championship, though. Do so we do, do that? Do we separate it? Does we that, should be because oh, you're in first place. Yes, mm-hmm. yeah. I disagree. Yeah, well, it doesn't matter. I think I'm we'll horrible. just go with the rules. We've I think always ball, got. picking bowl games is such a crapshoot. Like, yeah, because no one plays. Exactly. Yeah, it's, it's tough. Well, yeah. we, we can take a vote here when we come back. Radio. Welcome back to Tex-Ax Radio presented by David Carter's Jewelers. Let's go to the Angry Elephant News and Social Center. Hannah's got the pick six for us. Let's get into it, friends. I do. First up, we have number 11, Oregon State. At number six, Oregon. Oregon is favored 13 and a half. Ooh. Oof, big spread. That is. Um, yeah, big Seth. I'm, a, mm, mm. I'm going with Oregon. That's a big spread, but I'm going to Oregon. I'm not going to just believe that Oregon State is – They beat them last year. I don't care, Billy. Who's trying to doesn't care. Me? Okay. I'm going to – go ahead, Steve. No, no, you go ahead. I'm going to go Oregon as well because I don't like – I've never really liked Ungalele <laughs> as as being that good. 
Um, and it's at Oregon, and I think they do have revenge in mind after last year. And Oregon State's a tough team, though, but I like I like Oregon to cover and win in that one. Uh, I have Nuno. Would you like to give me that give up stick you just waved on the basketball team? Because I like to take it and give up my chances at this year's pick them. Uh, so I will take the stick from you for now and say I'm giving up, but I'm going to try to go down swinging. You know we didn't get move. your picks last week. Last week we yeah. didn't. That's right. You guys suck. Neuro, you left. You, you know did. what you do when you do that? You go with consensus. I left because I had a, a, a life to lead. Yeah. Outside <laughs> of your My understanding is they tried to get oh, you yeah. several times in the lobby. That's what I was told. In the lobby. Okay. Yeah. I have, I, like I said, like, man, these guys, like, do you know how much they wear me out with minutia? <laughs> hey, <laughs> just like, give, them, give them three and three. That would be his listen, best week yet. Like, yeah, people right. know, yeah, people know. Yeah, that sitting there know that when I walk out of that lobby, it's like a gauntlet you're running. Who's that? <laughs> Henry Coleman walking We're cheering back, a but he's got a warm-up shirt on. It is a gauntlet that you have to run to get out of here with Minutia Mark, Minutia Mike, Minutia Mary, the, l- the Lound Lizard, you got the Lound Lizard, Dalton. Hey, how many parking? Look at spots? this. How many parking spots? Down two. I'm way more concerned with Coleman right now. Why? Maybe they're just saying you're not going back in until second half well the guy can't put on a shirt he's just walking back out he's got his warm-up shirt okay on. okay i like he's that moving little, around pretty yeah, good. that looked like a guy that plans on all right all who right. did you take nuno uh in the oregon state oregon game yeah i took oregon yeah i must take oregon also all right next nuno. up <laughs> nuno gave up and it's a two-point game at the half <laughs> I never Good job, gave up. Nuno, Did he man. give up? No. no. You gave up. You I was. You quit trying to flip the script. Hey, no I matter said, what I'm happens just, in this game, you know, he, he literally, literally, he literally said word for word, "They're about to get run out of here." <laughs> no, That's not at all what I said. You I did. said it is a. Let's no, dial that. Play up. the tape. I said it is a long game. It is a I didn't long say a word. game. I've been watching. You may have it. said that also. Yeah, <laughs> a lot of hedging. There's going a on lot here. of hedging. We got a good play. I, I need a replay. Well, we can do that all day. We, yeah. It's yeah, luckily it recorded, recorded on three different places. I love it. By the way, if you're listening on the zone, thanks so much. Uh, keep it on for Louie. Uh, we'll have it on YouTube. Continuing right, through really, it at TexAgs.com. I don't know. Just, I'm, I'm just. Gonna, I'm, I'm supposed listen, to be nice. I'm going to listen to Louie today. Okay, let's go to the angry elephant using socials. Go to the angry elephant here on KZNE. The zone. Thank you. All right. Next up, we have number two, Ohio State at number three, Michigan. Michigan's favored by three and a half. I'm going Michigan here. Mm-hmm. I want them to win badly. Run them out of there. Ryan Day comes racing <laughs> to College Station. I, I'm actually, I'm actually going. Uh, I'm going Michigan as well. They, they. Although, man, I want all my options on the board, Billy. I'm that, sorry. No I'm sorry. Thing. I'm a fan. In my opinion, that is affecting them. There ain't no doubt. Uh, but I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Michigan. I, I, don't, I haven't liked Ohio State's offense this mm. year. Man, you got Marvin Harrison Jr. He's got like four games where he's had 30 yards or less. That's how? How? How is right? I agree. I'm. I am gonna take Ohio State on this one. Okay. At home, you know, both undefeated. They've lost mm-hmm. two in a row. Just. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming the players are like ready to win one, win this one. Miss Hannah. All right. Next up, you have number eight Alabama at Auburn. Alabama's favored by fourteen and a half. I think yeah, Alabama's just going to take it to them in this. I could see them winning by like exactly fourteen. Okay, so you're going Auburn. That's what I'm wondering. Like, so that would mean Auburn would cover. Yep. I mean, I mean, that's, that's how math <laughs> works, Steve. Well, dude, I'm not. A, I don't gamble. I mean, I am leading this competition. <laughs> Did you win last year? Yeah. I've won it several times. Yeah. 
last year included? If you look at your record, I would still advise not to gamble. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> I don't plan to. I advise all of us not yeah. to gamble. No, let me have Alabama. He's above 500. Yeah, I am above 500. I'm going to go Alabama. This is going to be an absolute just – I would have lost, lost What money do they call it fees. in Tuscaloosa? Uh, joyless murder ball. That's what that's Joyless murder ball? Good documentary, by the way. Continue on, That's please. a documentary? Murder ball is, yeah. All right, continuing oh, on, number five, Florida State at Florida. Florida State's favorite six and a half. At yeah, Florida. Their quarterback, right? That's kind of scary, Florida. dude. I'm, I'm going to have to pick Florida State to cover this. Who's their backup quarterback, Seth? Uh, the kid that was doing TikTok, TikTok dances. dances. That's all I know. TikTok dances. <laughs> what? I don't like know. He's one just one doing way. TikTok stuff. Is it the – what was that? Oh that gosh. used to be called the Nene. Is he any good, though? I mean, do we know anything about him, really? What do you know about gritty. I don't know anything. What am I? I think it's the nay what you just did there. Yeah, that's a nay You got to get, like, your back That's the nay yeah. <laughs> back into it. Did y'all see Billy doing his little dance out in yeah, the hall? Yeah, we did. The okay. slide. He said at the end of it, I finally caught a little bit of a flow. It was, it was rough at first. Shoes weren't helping me. No. What about what about their backup quarterback? What do you know about him? I need oh, some insider information. Just stop it. Just, just make just the pick. pick. <laughs> he ain't. He ain't. This is a big pick for me. Right, look, Billy. he is not. I've got a one game. Jordan, lead. He is it's not Jordan. Back he's up not too. Jordan Travis. Graham Mertz is out. He wasn't oh, he's good out anyway. Too. All right, give me Florida State. I, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Florida, Florida. to cover, look if not win. Somebody, he's trying to make somebody's run. asking on uh, the YouTube page. What happens if Norvell loses this game when it comes to? He's not leaving Florida State. Okay. That's it. Then we hire him, yeah. basically. He, if he loses, leaving. we win. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone that loses a game this weekend is, is, uh, is eligible. <laughs> <laughs> Come on down. They're no, in the pick candidate no. pool. Hannah. All right, next up, number 25, Clemson at South Carolina. Clemson's favorite seven and a half. Man, I, I don't. Just got a text from Zane grinding. You know, update on your story. I told you I'll, we'll put it out after the show. Update. Update posted. Grinder alert. Um, I don't know. <laughs> we need man. a siren. Name. I guess Grinder I'm going to go. Grinder alert. Grinder I'm going to pick alert. South Carolina because I've picked way too many favorites. So, South Carolina. Where is it at again? At South Carolina. Oh, okay. Uh, you know what? Give me South Carolina also. Okay, well, that's great. <laughs> South Carolina. I'm going. Just trying staying, to prevent trying you to from... stay sucker free over here. I'm going clammy. Blender. Dabo has has – Mailed it in? No, he's had they, he's they've had kind run. of rebounded the last couple weeks. I'm, yeah, they look pretty good. I'm going with Clemmy to this go eight strong. and four. Now let me ask you South about, Carolina. They suck. Let me I ask you something do. about South Carolina though. Do they have the all their starters are healthy? Quarterback. I mean, I don't know if everyone, but Spencer yeah, Rattler, Rattler and their and, best receiver. And, yeah. You know, you know when I hear Spencer Rattler, all I hear is Gus Johnson. From calling the OU game back in the day, I can't just screaming Spencer Rattler. So forever, like, that's all I ever hear is the screamed no. version of Spencer Rattler. Hollywood Brown, no, he was probably before that. <laughs> Anyways, Maserati Marv, <laughs> him and Clat. Just I, I can't. I, I wish that coverage Random in college cover, football yes. would just go away. It's yeah. too much. It's. That's what you're known for, but that's, yeah. that's just that's my, opinion. It's my opinion. It's my opinion. They're popular. It's my in opinion circles. too. I just I don't like McAfee. For you don't like Pat McAfee? No, you, I like. I, I like. I, him. I don't. I, I don't Clatt, like his brand. Of, to me, it's too personal to A and M. and like I just can't get down. With yeah, he somebody. seems like he has an agenda. Too you know, much. Barrett Salee was personal on Jimbo. Jimbo, yeah, for sure. Joe Clatt seems personal. 
with A&M. A&M. All right, here's and the big like, one. Big pick. Screw off. Big pick. Hannah? Texas A&M at number 15 LSU. They have LSU favorite 11 and a half. Well. Hmm. Hmm. I'm picking A&M to cover. You know, you don't want, you don't want to know why? They lost one game by more than more than that. Yeah. Um, and it was in week two. And, and it was closer. And that was score. that was very competitive. And they lost, you know. Uh you know what? I needed that level of optimism. They A&M, lost by, they lost by six to Bama. They lost by seven to Tennessee. Both those games decided very late. They lost on the last play to Ole Miss. Yeah. Um I think they find a way. They're deep. We're not giving the defense enough credit because we're so concerned about that matchup, and I do think it should be a real concern. But well, we just saw what happened at Ole Miss, so we're gun shy. Yeah, but we but, have we have our corner. But back. you had a guy go for two hundred yards against you, and a running back go for a hundred, and a quarterback throw for three seventy five, and you gave up mm-hmm. thirty eight points, and you lost by three. I mean, yeah. so and you are off to a horrible start. So I'm. I'm I do think we're not giving the D enough credit. I think if they can get to Jaden Daniels, they have a chance to stay in this thing. Give me, uh, give me A and M too. All right, that it. What were you I'm smirking in, about, Nuno? What came through on your text? Oh, nothing. That. Just some somebody on the boards asking you a question. What they ask? Yeah, what they, they ask? They go. <laughs> Ezra Brooks says, "Will your post provide quote unquote clarity?" No, <laughs> absolutely <laughs> just not. Breaking I'm news. here to tell you. It, it, I mean, whatever your wherever your cutoff line of clarity is, I guess that depends on. Can you just give them like enough tea leaves so they know exactly who we're going to hire? Yeah, yeah Billy, just because, just come on, because that's all we I, need. Let's hash I'm, it out. I'm here to tell you, there's no hire that's been made, yeah. and that that much I can assure you, and I can assure you that uh, unless it's happening like as we speak. And uh, based on messages I've gotten during the show, I don't believe that's happening as we speak, and, and I'll leave it at that. And um, it's – I do think that, that they're narrowing, and this could very well come to a conclusion by as early as Sunday. Um, Is there a D? For like a Monday announcement. But, and if not, I think by like tomorrow and Sunday, it, we get into that mode of like, hey – it we're we're in the you know could happen any time yeah. mode starting tomorrow I think starting tomorrow you get into it could happen in any minute and it might go on for a few days but I said at the very beginning I thought they'd have it by Tuesday Wednesday after LSU mm-hmm. but I'm not I'm not sure like I think the goal would be to have it by Sunday can you just give every, can you just give everybody like who you expect them to hire like who you think their number one pick is. <laughs> Dude, what are you, you freaking Barbara Walters over here? I think is uh, there a D I'm just trying in either to think his like a first or would, last name? What would they like to ask John Billy? Britton. I think um, read the update. Oh, nice. I still don't say who the most in the show I right there. I, I just still go through a lot of, of like tier one, tier two, tier three. tier one, tier two, tier three, and I, I'm looking at like. The names that have come up and the possibilities and what A and M's really looking for, and if I was still betting my hard-earned money, I would bet. Odds-wise, I would say like if I was setting odds, I'd go Elko Day. I'd go Elko, one of the candidates I mentioned, Day Fish, as the guys I'd put on the on the hot board right now. I mean, that's pretty good. All those are pretty good names. Mm-hmm. I'm I think, here people, for it, I think baby. people are sleeping on on 
Elko bit. I think people that underestimate like Fish's potential don't know. Like Steve said, he he's just he'll be a real relatable guy with the players. Mm-hmm. Um, Work well with NIL. Yeah, like mm-hmm. be someone that would that, quite a resume. Yeah, I mean, I, I like. I actually, I personally like both those hires. Um, but there's other candidates for those of you that don't don't go jump off this table. Um, there are a couple others we'll talk about, and everybody can debate and argue and call everyone else stupid and you know <laughs> whatever else we do on there right now and say things very definitively as if it's fact. Well, there's been a lot of people on those on those boards that have done so. A lot of smoke. <laughs> My friend who's friends with somebody in the athletic department. <laughs> My phone's blowing up the, about the, this guy. We need the like, fish pond manager out there again. <laughs> this is an opportunity for people to really invent themselves on social media, and yes. I see that happening every second on Twitter. Yes. I had someone yesterday saying, you know, Lane Kiffin, this is really a game we need to watch. Um, Lane Kiffin's really in play. You got a call yesterday saying Lane Kiffin – I uh, was coaching his last game at Ole Miss and that he was going to be the next head coach at A&M. And that comes from someone totally outside of A&M. I, I would be very surprised if that were the case. And I've been wrong before. I'll be wrong again. I would be very surprised if it were that one. And there we go. you got to also think about who's hiring here. Like it, 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 the, the key players are like Ross Bjork, Justin Moore, certain members uh, you know, of the board that are more in, you know, interested in it than others. And, and you got to understand the personalities and you got to understand what just left in Jimbo and kind of the, I think, the butting of heads between football and athletics. And mm-hmm. you know, you're going to want maybe less of that, less of a, a one guy running the whole thing and every element of it and, and – you, you, that is human nature. That's factual. That is people looking at one way that said, hey, this didn't work. We're looking for something different. And so I'm not saying it's got to be somebody the polar opposite of Jimbo, but you have to factor that in when you think about who's, who's making the hire. And it, 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 you know, I know people don't want to think this, but there is a psychology involved in this that you need to factor in as sure. well. Uh, I heard this this morning, but Nick reminded me, Will Rogers entering the transfer portal. Yeah, that was interesting. Well, well, well. That was really interesting. I didn't even realize he had more eligibility. I don't know. Mm-hmm. That's so solid. Six years now. That's oh, solid. He's God. a good player. Yep. Can't blame like him. It. He, looked, he looked awful last night. I think he's, he was, he was yeah. hurt. Yeah, I mean, he, he's hurt. Completely and, different and they, offense. They, they ruined him with that offense. Yeah. That was a fireable offense, what Arnett and them did with that offense. But mm-hmm. it is what it is. They'll go get some money now. Yeah. All right, I got an, I'm I got on the an wait interesting list. new name on the on the update too. That's Ooh. I don't think they'll hire. That's what him. we call a teaser in the industry. Him. It's it's a completely <laughs> off the radar guy. I think it reminds me of the East Carolina coach Godwin that was really impressive during interviews for the baseball job. But it was when you're looking at guys like Slosh and Tadlock uh, and, and uh, what's well, his Vitello, like you you just can't really go hire him yet. But he's like. Somebody that they came away going, damn, that guy's going to be really good. Wow. A&M, I think there was a guy along the way that people will remember that name and go, you know, you're sitting there going, was this Urban Meyer at, at Bowling Green or at Utah before he, you know, won a New Year's Six? You know, mm-hmm. you right. hired Fran over him. So that that's where, like, you know, like, man, if you really want to go put yourself out there as an AD, 
Kind of like uh, Jeff, think, think Jeff Trailer. You were pretty high on him early on. Was so, I? Yeah. <laughs> Just, Can you delete that? Because I'm not trying to say yeah. bad things about the guy, but I never, I never joking. was. You never did. I, I, that was your Tex Eggs yeah. posters. That yeah, like I, I don't know. Say I wasn't. I don't, high, I don't say him. I wasn't high on him, but I will say, you know, I, that was way premature that people had him at the top of the list. In fact, it was insanely premature. And then people, I they, thought that's who we were they think someone's at the top of the list, and then they. And then they just bury the poor guy. It's been quite it's like, a journey. It's like you I've don't want to be at it. the top of the list yep. with, the, with the fan base because they'll just find reasons why it's they'll a, rip you apart. Shitty higher, yeah. yeah. There's not. And I, I don't know. That, I don't think that would have been the case. I do. I'd love to see. Uh, I'd love to see Trailer get you, an you in between job. If he Baylor, a, if Holmgren, um, Mississippi Holmerson, State, Mississippi State. Like, yeah. These are jobs like I don't think Baylor. If that comes up, yeah. yep, yep. I don't disagree. I think he'd kill it at Baylor, and then I think he his next job, whether it was a or somewhere else, would be a, a Legit. very high-paying yeah. gig. Gentlemen, thank you. Thank right. you. Appreciate you guys. Happy Thanks, Thanksgiving. Yeah. Happy Black Friday. Thank you for listening to Tech Sags Radio via podcast. Thanks to the 12th Man Foundation.